Snowflakes get, and we don't want to offend. Bet. Drip or drip, I just seen it's a trip scene. Illegals hopping over borders, that's a crime scene. Hold tight, we on the ready. I'm just really, really quickly sharing it to a bunch of pages, and we're good to go. I mean, sir, so let me definitely gotta get closer to the microphone first before you say that. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right, we're good. Now I want to finish this song. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me ask you this: how many times? How many times have you heard it? How many times have you listened to it? I honestly haven't had a chance. I've been I've been reading a book. <laughs> oh, you're reading? Are you reading Patrick's book? Yes, I love it, man. I can't put it down. I gotta. And go. you know, I don't have a lot of time to read a book, but uh, this book I can't seem to put it down. So I gotta I gotta pick it up with him if it's a good. Oh, book. you'll love it. You'll love it. It's it just it's like a great movie. It just starts strong and. How's the read? It's easy enough for me to read, so I'll be fine. <laughs> oh, gosh. Right? Happy Monday, guys. Good morning, good afternoon, Cheers. good evening. Uh, special guest today with us, Mr. Gorky Rakosyan. Bottom of this. Welcome, welcome <laughs> to the I'll, show, I'll man. Open, I'll open the Body open army. Go. <laughs> well, yeah. well, Stepan opens up every time. We, well, he's been with us three times, and he opens up with Body Luis. The, the that, well, that's his uh, trademark. Trademark, yeah, lying. Yeah, you can't take that away from me. No, no way. I don't think. Say that I'm off. Well, he's back in. He's back in. Uh, he's back in America. I mean, the guy was in Armenia for how long? It was about just just about. Just under a year, I think. Yeah, I think so too. And you know, just b- prior to the podcast, we were sitting down with Gor. We were talking about Armenia, and he was like asking us, "Yo, when was the last time you guys were in Armenia?" And you know, it's it's been quite some time. Yeah. You were in the nineties. I was. Well, in I the went two- there worst time ninety two. You were there during the Gharaba War. Sure, I yeah. came here. I actually came right? to Ar- uh, from Armenia to the United States ninety two with my whole my family. Sometimes yeah. I. I it's probably going to disclose my wife's age, but I'm like, when I came to Armenia, and I, we had 21 concerts in 21 days. I'm like, you were only six years old, and I was already <laughs> <laughs> halfway across the world there you go. <laughs> performing for Armenia. And when was it? You were in 2003. See, Ed and I were at least in the 2000s, but yeah. when I was there, Harap Arak was just being remodeled. I was there. It was Man, cranes stage, and everything. Stages what, 2000? 2006. Seven, seven, six. Uh, yeah. I think at that time, yeah. I think out of the twenty-one stages we performed, that maybe two or three were 
decent stages. The rest were no, no, no. That's falling the, apart. I mean, well, that's 92 is one of the worst, worst years uh, Armenia had. Yeah. Uh, that was the, one of the reasons that my family left. You know, yeah. we had the chance to come to the United States. So my dad uh, actually uh, exchanged our house with all furniture and yeah. stuff for six plane tickets to come to the United States. Nobody was buying anything at Nobody, the time, and it was, yeah. yeah, you know, you bartered basically. I think there was no that that was that was the time where the uh, still it was rubles, mm-hmm. not that I'm yeah. Yeah, rubles. Ninety two, yeah. I don't think so. Bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was rubles. I remember my dad was coming in. Uh, oh, Ninety two was already before switched after over, the uh, independence. No, 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 Chipokhva. Chipokhva. Uh, I think 93 drum entered. We could, we could search. Yeah. We could search that up. Yeah, definitely. I'll look it up right now. By the way, uh, I have a quick shout-out real quick. I seem to have a shout-out every, every week. Every week, bro. Uh, sorry, bro. I think it's, I got one August. this week, too, It's man. August, man. Today's my younger son, Nico, seven month. I love you, Nico. <laughs> Papa loves you. And tomorrow's my wife's birthday. Well, that's... There we go. I love you, baby. Nice. <laughs> What's next Happy week? birthday. <laughs> well, <laughs> you want to disclose it right now before we... <laughs> Because I think August we're gonna is busy just, for, for my We're going to give you a shout are out. Are we circumcising you next week? Is that what's going on? Do they do it at 40? Yeah, they, 40 I, I know 40-year-olds that have done that. But can we just put that on the list from now on? <laughs> just our most shout outs? You know, just November 22nd, 1993. That's when they changed. November twenty second, nineteen ninety three. I was right. So yeah. I remember because I was a kid, but I remember my dad was coming in with bags of Russian uh, rubles mm-hmm. that they were trying to exchange it for dollars at that time. You know, so mm-hmm. and rubles was falling down. So you know, it was just Big time. becoming a yeah. worthless paper. I mean, a lot of people overnight went from being a millionaire to nothing. I know. My, my grandpa. <laughs> See, how, I, let me ask you a question. How did your grandpa take it as far as like really mentally bad, stressed? Really bad. Really bad. Because, yeah. dude, there's people that my, I know. My grandpa still believed. You know, he passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my grandpa still believed that Soviet Union is going to come back. You're really? kidding me. Yeah, he, he was like... He hope, had hope. He had hope that, you know, it was going to come back. So Who's liked, our guest, by liked. the way? I don't know. We saw, I introduced Mr. Gorky Rakosyan. Hello. No, we did. No. You, you did? No. Come on, man. Why is Levick asking? Yeah, no. Levick <laughs> tuned in late. That's why, no, Mr. Levick. Introduce him one more time. Let's our, get it one our, more time. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. <laughs> Happy Monday, guys. <laughs> our special guest today, Mr. Gorky Rakosyan. From... The Demp Show, okay. multiple projects. <laughs> what else do you want me to tell you? Producer. found in Armenia. Okay, Honest I just, Thieves. I just want to make sure everybody's... Sorry, guys. I just want to make sure everybody's on. It's Levick, okay. you're satisfied now? <laughs> it's okay. We'll do another introduction halfway through the show. How's that? You never know. Marta, silly. Karaba. Karaba Yeah, we, we might have forgotten. Sorry, I was focusing on my shout-outs. I didn't notice the introduction. <laughs> Armun's sitting here. How am I going to do my shout-outs? How am I going to do my shout-outs? How do I do it? I'm kind of nervous. I did it, I did it last week. Can I use it again? Don't worry, it's his first show. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not at 95, don't worry. We're almost at episode 100. So. But, you know, 100. Yeah. So, I mean, because I, I, I know a lot of people as far as going back to the whole Soviet thing, they, they really took it mentally, they took it bad. Like a lot yeah. of them, in fact, I know a lot of people that actually went crazy. Yeah, my, my grandpa was a very uh, successful engineer in, in Armenia and in, in the Soviet Union parts and stuff like that. So, I mean, he have, uh, I know he had a very good bank account. I mean, bank account in the sense of the way they were doing it at that time. Yeah. You know, it was everybody was equal, but, you know, you could have collected money on the side, you know. Of course. Yeah, so he, but uh, in one day, you know, the whole system changed, you know, country changed, uh, money changed. So, you know, 
ruble there wasn't anything in it, so it just disappeared. See, the money it, disappeared. Did it really happen like overnight? Almost. Was it like over like a week process? They, they, it was something like you had this much amount of money of rubles that you could have changed for dirham. So that was the problem. So and the Soviet mm. Union collapsed. So, so if you had a hundred thousand, you could only convert the ten thousand. Yeah, of it. something like that. Wow. So, okay. oh shit! Wow. So, so that's how it was. And that's how the the poor people of Armenia became very fast rich, and the rich became very the, poor. Yes, that was how. That's how you actually overthrow a country. Which, which is. Some people say that's what's happening right now. It's a wealth transfer in the U.S. As far as do- the, do- the dollar? Just overall, something's going to change. There's a wealth transfer going on. I get it, but I mean, you you're know. talking about it like, you know, obviously what we don't want to say overnight, <laughs> but call it over a week. No, like I, it's a complete the, collapse of a government. You can't compare the dollar, obviously, to the ruble. Nobody used ruble aside from Armenia. No, no, Russia. Russia. No, Russia. No, no, the whole Soviet Union. It was who like also Kazakhstan, all those Tajikistan, Georgia, Azerbaijan, Azerbaijan, everybody. I guess it was kind of like the Ukraine, Belarus. Yeah, because I remember when we were coming to the U.S. in '88, we came through Italy. At the time, Italy had lir, and Mm -hmm. the lir had like zero value, man. At at the station, for example, we took the train from Moscow to Italy. At the train station, I would I remember seeing remote control toys like helicopters and race cars, they were hundreds of thousands of lir, millions of lir. And we didn't have a lot of money, but my dad, even in his pocket, had like a few million lir. And I thought, man, how do you have millions of lir? (laughs) (laughs) It had had zero value. It's like, (laughs) how much is that helicopter? 27 million lir. What do you think (laughs) is happening in Lebanon right now? I mean, Lebanon, it's like a dollar is 8,000 of their money. So yeah. this is this is how you know when an economy is strong when their money value the lower the money value the the more successful and the more st- the stronger the economy is like you have the you have Europe you, well Europe is going to shit but uh, England America what is it one five ten twenty fifty hundred you don't have anything over that you go to Armenia you have what what's the highest amount of currency hundred thousand dirham no 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 one dollar equals no 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 as far as like the, the currency highest itself. Currency. ah hundred thousand dirham hundred thousand dirham one piece of paper yeah hundred thousand yeah, yeah, yeah. dirham like could you imagine which is like fifty bucks no no uh, two hundred dollars two hundred dollars yeah two hundred bucks yeah, yeah. yeah it well, has to be uh, how about the Iranian money bro it's like almost twenty thousand dollars of twenty thousand two months for one dollar <laughs> iran's money just went to shit over like i, I think nothing. theirs was one of those where literally their money just collapsed yeah. within like week after week after week and after week. i love it when some boss guys talk about it's a million i'm like it's a million doesn't mean shit it's like a happy honestly that type of money you're talking about back then it was worth money of course but all of a sudden people who were rich in iran next day they woke up they're poor it happens and by the time you let's say even if you you know a lot of them have but i'm at high my actually there was uh, this french armenian jeweler i knew he was a master jeweler he was the uh, he said diamonds he's like listen if shit hits the fan you can't carry gold anywhere he's like you can carry millions of dollars of diamonds, diamonds. in a small bag or worst case scenario you can swallow it if you have to hide it mm-hmm. or in your hair yeah i mean just make sure you don't go to the restroom without knowing <laughs> forget about it <laughs> Picking it up. Oh, well, God. honey, there goes thirty million dollars. 
Oops, I flushed oh, the toilet. I should have had that burrito. <laughs> Uh, Next thing you know, there's a publication, most expensive burrito. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh gosh, God. but you you go to Armenia very often now, right? Uh, I've been very lucky, I would say. Um, I've been in Armenia since um, I've been in uh, in Armenia every year since 2001. You see, That's every the, single year from 2001, 20 times, basically. Yes, uh, and uh, there have been years that I've been there twice. There have been years that I've been there for five months regarding a project that I was probably shooting a movie or doing something else. So, yeah, I've, I've been very lucky. So I you've have, seen that I've transition. Seen the, I've seen the transition. I've seen every single transition, like how everything changed, the streets, you know, the, the restaurant. Every, every, every year I go, I have a favorite restaurant that I go to that is something else now. And it's not there, right? <laughs> it's not there. It's something else. You can never find that, the same it, restaurant. It, 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 and the turnover is that much? Very fast, very fast. People, I, I don't know why Armenians get tired of the same place, so they need an update. Yeah, really you, fast. The same owner, it's just they have to change the scenery, they have to change the menu, they have to change the whole look, just so people start going again. Because you only have a very because small the, market you know, of people. You, you opened up something, something like a, a block away or like a, you know, something else opens up similar, better. So you have to always compete. So how do they make money? I mean, you pretty much are reinvesting everything you make, right? I don't, I, I don't know how they make money, but they used to make money on the tourists. <laughs> Listen, man, none of us are financial right, advisors fine, here. Remember fine, that. Fine, fine. But you see, that's what it's crazy. But when they talk about like Armenians always being in competition, even in Armenia, they're in competition no, with yes, each other. Always, always. So always. it's like that's that's that saying when. Uh, and Arme- is the whole Armenia is just restaurants and cafes, you know. Yet right? yeah, Yerevan, yeah. I mean, out of Yerevan too, but you know, that's how Armenians love to open eating places. It's very popular, yeah. like Hayrab, Etan, Chashen, Hutan, Khamen, But what would you do in Armenia, though? Adventure. There's a lot of adventure in Armenia, bro. Like if what? you're out, you're down to go ziplining, <laughs> down to go jeeping. I don't, or, know, I don't know if there is ziplining. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is Yale there? Park? Yale Park is amazing. Don't they have ziplining at that, that highest? Uh, well, that's that? Tatev, but that's, that's, that's not, that's not ziplining. Zip that's a thing. It's uh, a trolley. trolley. Tro- but I thought there was ziplining there, too, no? Yeah, no. Yale, Yale Park. It's called Yale Park. It's really cool. <coughs> and I'm definitely going to be going there in a month or two. <laughs> this guy. So have you put in your notice about the show? Seriously. Seriously. Well, today after the show, we'll write up are my gonna, notice. Are you going to turn in your resignation <laughs> at the end of the show? <laughs> By the way. I think it would be great if he does it from uh, from Armenia with Zoom. Well, we've, we've, <laughs> there we go. we've tried to figure that out. I mean, well, not try to figure it out. We've You haven't tried anything. <laughs> we, we've been lazy about trying to figure that out. But... Uh, uh, We'll figure it out eventually. I'll, I'll, I will get to it. I promise you, I'll get to it. Well, I mean, come on. You're closing seven escrows a month. Of course, you stop don't have time. Of course, you don't have time to look into this. Stop counting my escrows. Stop it. <laughs> Why don't you uh, I'm proud of him. What but see, but see, we talked. See, we were t- we were talking about again off the podcast. We were talking about uh, each person having its own role and. You know, one of the things that you actually started with, you know, in the entertainment industry was the Demk show, which I mean, shame on anybody who doesn't know about it, because it, it was really something that kind of I, I, I want to say kind of like opened up our eyes as far as Armenian comedy on stage uh-huh. big time, because uh, you guys started with the VHSs and then you guys started doing it on stage. And it was just something where it was like so new and you paved the way to even comedy shows in Armenia now from 
Vitamin Club, Yaroslav Kwatam. What's the new one? Um, the women's Club? Women's Club. Club. It's all the same people, but different no, yeah, shows' names. You, ori- originally, and correct me if I'm wrong, prior to them, I had not seen anything major as far as a group of people on a stage doing a comedy show with skits, props, all that stuff before the Demp Show. You guys are kind of like the mm-hmm. ones that paved the way. Um, I'm there, not talking about plays. No, no, I know. I get it. Uh, uh, we weren't the first one as Armenians. I have seen that in Armenia before, but because at that time, Armenia <laughs> and the United States weren't so easily... Communi- communication accessible. wasn't yeah, accessible. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have videos on, you know, on YouTube to watch and stuff like that. But um, we started in 2000. The first show? Uh, on, the first, on stage? Uh, not on stage. We started doing the thing, the TV show. The ah. TV show. The idea, the Dem show, started as a TV show called Do Dem Kiss. That was how it started. It so it was sketches, like <coughs> sketches. Uh, uh, what was it like five minute sketches? Yeah. Was it was like a 30, 40 minute program that we started doing, and we were doing it once a month. Uh, and then people kind of couldn't remember our show name, Do Dem Kiss, so they would just say Dem Show. Mm-hmm. So that's how we adapted the Demk show to it's our stuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it got stuck because people couldn't remember the name of the show. So they were saying, ah, Demki Tarek, Demki Show, Demk Show. And then we just grabbed the Demk Show and just made it uh, as. Trademark that shit yeah. as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Works. So, so we did like, um, we did uh, two years, we did almost uh, the TV show, you know, like we would used to do sketches. That you know came out on tapes, on VHS, then I guess on DVD, and then uh, we did. Once we did an opening for Kevorkian at uh, uh, 2003, something like that. And here, here, here. Uh, we did. I was. We were. I was trying to do something like that. I was experimenting, and we met Kevorkian and. And uh, we did an opening for him, or something like that. On stage. On stage. It was a, like a f- ten minutes sketch kind <laughs> of a like thing. Like the award and ceremony the, or something. No, no, no. And the second time we did was the award ceremony on the uh, uh, Armenian, uh, Armenian Music, Music Awards, Award. where we did the like a fifteen minute parody on the Armenian Music Awards, and then the concept came. Oh, let's do a whole big show, a parody on the Armenian Music Awards, which became the Armenian Dank Awards. Awards. So. Mm. And then that's we did the first show. That was our first show called Armenian Demk Awards. And it was the whole parody on the Armenian <coughs> Music Awards. And I think one of the best skits you guys probably had was, and till today, I think anytime anybody watches it and laughs, is the Romeo and Juliet. Oh, yeah. Have Romeo you seen, you guys was, seen was, that one, right? With who the, was with playing? Was that Sonville? And Davo? No, Davo, Davo was Romeo, Beno was Juliet. Oh. And there was oh. different music playing. See, I forgot Benno used to be part of them. Show, yeah. Man. And, that's uh, crazy. <laughs> and, uh, it was one of those sketches where uh, the whole sketch was uh, edited throughout famous music songs, musics and songs. Yeah. So the, all the all the you know lyrics were are the peop- the way the the story was told through the re- lyrics of the songs. The music. Mm. I remember. I mean, I, I I've seen so many of them that I'm trying to. Remember that's that a very old one. one that's with a like David and Davo That's and, uh, a 2003. Two, you're early 2000s, My favorite man. was uh, wow. thing Arthur with Tata. He was spectacular that, yeah. with Tata. Yeah, he I mean, mean, till today you can watch. Who that was the one that did Tatu's role on his knees? Uh, Samba. He did amazing <laughs> with that. Dude. Back then, those were even like, like 
I remember those like stuck in my head. You know, not everything you watch stays with you. Yeah, I mean that's like two thousand three, two thousand four. This is like fifteen, sixteen years ago. You know, seventeen years ago, and I guess. Then I then we did a good job. If you guys, it, all the stuff got stuck in your head, yeah. you know. Well, I mean, then, our then, community for a long time there was nothing else but them show for many years. I remember the Kalam Chowder. Ball, 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 copper ball. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how, how who's who started actually the actual Dem show? I mean, what was it behind? Was it like you guys sitting down with a group of friends and going, you know what, let's let's start a show, guys? Um, let's. Uh, well, the Dem show kind of started because I wanted to do something like that. Because I grew up in a family where they were always in part of show business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at that time, uh, in the, um, I was kind of starting film school. So I was going to film school and I was kind of getting into a dem show. But my friends, the people that I used to hang out are those people that you see in the show, none of them are actors. None of them have any education of being <laughs> comedian or actors. They're my friends, and we just loved that world. And we used to just sit and you know make fun of each other, make jokes. And then, because I was part of an entertainment family, I wanted to do it, so I kind of you know brought everybody, let's do something like this, let's try it, let's shoot it, let's, you know... And then, you know, my dad helped us a lot to make everything happen. So we kind of started it, and I knew a lot of people throughout, through my dad, so kind of started helping us. And then one so thing led to another. can we talk about that as far sure. as your dad's involvement? I know Hiran Tohadjan is your cover. Hiran Like, when I grew up, my family, uh, my dad worked with a lot of uh, entertainment people because um, in Armenia... He was. He had a, a a big dance group, and he was a, a choreographer for uh, uh, many shows, many uh, for theaters. He was a du- movement director for dramatic theater, so he was part of the show business. And he was uh, when there were like TV shows, he used to choreograph the dances for them, for you know that kind of thing. So he he was he was famous for that, and because. Working in, he worked with many uh, singers and actors and things like that. So, and for many many years that he worked in dramatic theater, most of the actors knew my dad, what he does. Mm. So all these people always came to our house, you know. So I grew up seeing Ashot Ghazarian when I was a little <laughs> kid. I grew mm. up seeing Karan Tohadzam when I was a little kid, and they were very 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 close to my family, to my dad, to my mom. So. I kind of had with Hadant, uh, me and Hadant had a very interesting bond. He always, when I was growing up, I was saying to him, like, I'm going to make a movie and you're going to star in, in my first movie. <laughs> and that movie is Big Star in a Small City, where <laughs> he plays the dead guy in the whole movie, <laughs> which is probably one of the best, like, uh, important roles in that movie. It's very important. Yeah, but he's the dead guy. (laughs) (laughs) But he's in every scene, though. Basically. (laughs) And that was your first movie, though? That was my first feature movie that I've done. Interesting. Uh, When I was 25 years old. When you you guys were shooting the Dem show, I mean, was it all... I mean, nowadays, here's the thing. This is as high definition... Of a no, no, portable we, camera as we ca- as you could get. We started on Super VHS. That's what I'm saying. Was it like on those camcorders? No, it was Super VHS. Huge camera. One, super oh, VHS. so you guys got an actual like good... My, my dad had one, so I used to borrow it. And then mini DVs came out. Yeah, the small mini yeah, DVs. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we started using mini DVs. 
And actually, we didn't have money to buy a, a professional DV cam camera. So we used to go to Sears and we used to buy it with a <laughs> credit card. And we used to take return the camera it. we would shoot the show and return it and return <laughs> the camera. And one of one on the seventh dem show that we did, <laughs> there was a one it's got stuck on my credit card. So what happened was we were shooting something and Benno had a like a fake gun. We were shooting on the street and somebody, some neighbor saw us running around with a mask and a gun and a thing. It was a Halloween episode that we were doing and he had the scream mask with the gun. And and then I turn around, I see a helicopter, cops, come out, get down, everybody. So they take the camera and they take the gun and they take Benno. So I'm like, okay, and then they release Benno, but they don't give the gun in the camera. So they take, keep it for really? evidence, evidence. Evidence. They have to check what we were doing, blah, blah, blah. So the, I guess the... 20 days that I had to return it, it passes so the camera on. <laughs> well, why did you buy it from Costco? At least you had back then, what, six there was months? Costco nine back then, man. Price club. Price club. Price First club. of all, we, have to, we <laughs> had to understand what Costco was at that time. And, Price club. We, and we had to have the card. Uh, Mind you, man, this is a bunch of guys who are like in their 20s. Like, we're what, 18, like 18, 19 years yeah. old. 18 years old. This is like... We just, you know, there's no money behind the these creativity projects. was amazing. Yeah, though, right? there was no oh, yeah. money. It was just everything. Dude. We were just, it was something that we loved to do together. We used to get together, write sketches, put the show together. We, in a year, we were so famous in LA, in Glendale. Like, we didn't make money, but we, everybody knew us. So, those are two different so things. So, we kind of started making money through them when we started doing the shows, like state shows. That was the kind of the transition going from, but we kind of, for two years, we kind of advertised ourselves that we're funny in a way, you know? Yeah. Because it's, it's kind of like in at that point ways. is, yeah, at that point it's like sponsorships and all this stuff where it, it plays a big role in yeah actually making money. It, yeah. It's not like, oh, we made millions of dollars. Yeah, I mean, no, how, much mon- how much money are you going to make selling VHSs and DVDs? True. But, but, uh, the most important thing we we did it by loving it. It yeah. was something that we it, were yeah. all every we were grew, uh, we would wake up and get together. We used to write like uh, at least three four times at that time three four times a week. Like we would just hang out and just sit right, and right, write right. write write. Think of sketches and you know go shoot them, edit them, put it together. You know, from what I know, you guys still have your writing sessions. We uh, we always did, we always did. But when the whole Corona, corona yeah, COVID started uh, since <laughs> March after we came back from the cruise, we did a couple of writing sessions. But at, uh, then we kind of stopped because um, for a moment we couldn't understand what we're doing it for. What kind of sketches we're writing? We're, because we had a like a, we were gonna do our 20th anniversary. 2020 is actually our oh 20th anniversary. God, yeah, and we had a deposit. We were gonna do a show in show a show in November, but you know the all the venues kind of are closed, and they even sent our deposit deposit back, telling us that you cannot do a show. So we were like. We had a very good. We we were actually writing for our twenty twenty twentieth anniversary uh, dem show, but now the world is a little bit changed. We have to understand 
what kind of sketches we have to probably change the show because it's not gonna work the the same show that we well, had. You guys gotta make a lot of coronavirus jokes. Oh well, yes, which and I don't want to do. Cancel, <laughs> cancel culture <laughs> jokes. <laughs> so yeah. Um, JJ says he remembers you guys editing a Chuko show. Yeah. Me and Beno uh, Ch- at Chuko had an editing bay, and uh, me and Beno did a couple of funny sketches, and we used to edit it on his. He he had a very expensive editing bay at that time. Who was did? A, Beno or Chuko? Chuko. Chuko. Chuko did. Yeah, so <clears throat> that software doesn't exist. It was called Edit. I uh, think... Very original. What, <laughs> <laughs> what I, does it do? It edits. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was it was it was a very interesting software, but that edit uh, that software doesn't doesn't exist. Actually, throughout the years, I have learned many editing softwares where don't exist anymore because they kind of went. Do you appreciate the older ones or the newer ones? Actually, you know, all the editing softwares are kind of uh, the same. Just the buttons are in different places because. As an editor, you have kind of edited. I do editing here, then then I push the buttons. I kind of figure out it here. I could close my eyes and I could edit the scene how I actually want it in my head, and then I push the buttons. It's more easier to do it that way. Kind of put the story in your head. Uh, I actually in film school, I actually learned how to cut and paste film, so I know editing really well. You know how to put actual so actual <laughs> film, actual <laughs> film. That's I, how it was done before. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You splice, you, you, yeah, yeah, you splice the films. The the funny thing is one of the hardest things that I have learned about editing was um, there was a, in film school, there was an um, editing class where they would give you a, a roll of film of a, some short film somebody did. It was something without sound. Uh, a, a, guy, a girl will come to an ice cream shop, will try to choose an ice cream, or she'll buy it, and then... She'll come out, a car will try to hit her, she will drop the ice cream, something like that. It was just a small kind of a short. And it was different different camera angles. Different takes, different camera angles. And you would edit it, right? You would edit the movie and you would show it. And then the, the hardest part was then the teacher will tell, tell you to edit the same movie again with the leftovers. Now you have to figure out to edit the movie without the good takes. Oh, so the bad takes <laughs> the, with then? the bad takes and the things. So it's one of the interesting things that I learned. Like you could, editing is very important, and with timing and with you know, uh, you know, storytelling, how you yeah. choose how how to, what what to choose to tell your story. But didn't that old-fashioned way kind of give you di- different perspective and a better understanding of how editing works uh, once it tr- transferred into? computers and technology well computers were kind of at that time are getting they were getting stronger getting better you Mm -hmm. know so i i did all kinds i did the videotape editing i did the film editing i did the computer editing and i like i have learned bunch of softwares that doesn't exist anymore but uh, throughout the years it's it's actually how you see it in your head and how Mm -hmm. you tell the stories the most important thing Mm -hmm. is like editing is that actually yeah, because for me, <laughs> of course, because I mean, at 18, 19 years old, none of you guys have any experience in acting and editing and all that stuff. But we appar- learned by ourselves. Apparently, it was a passion for you. It was very. Pa- yeah. But I mean, I went to <clears throat> film school, so I was learning things. Uh, but not but the guys were everybody was doing something else, but everybody was passionate to do the Denk show. Yeah. Now, as far as Denk show, you guys are obviously diff- now it's a completely different generation 
when you guys were originally started, you know, like you were mentioning, you were a group of friends, and then it kind of dwindled away, and you guys were kind of, I don't want to say MIA, but... Hiatus. It was, yeah, I'd say hiatus. It was like you guys were kind of gone for a little bit, and then came back again, but obviously with... We brought new blood. Exactly. Are you guys still in touch with the old crew? Yes. Are you guys still... Of course. Like, in cahoots with yeah, them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Have you ever thought about possibly... A reunion a show. A reunion show? Actually, Especially the for the 20th, 20th man. 20th anniversary. That'd was one of, one of the one of the concepts we had that to bring everybody back. That would have been... Convince everybody that they have to come back. That was one of my ideas, and everybody was on board. Oh, my God, <laughs> man. But, I mean, I'm... I'm it was, it could it, still be it, done. It was, it was still, I mean, maybe it will be the 21st anniversary. Well, remember, <laughs> tw- remember, 20 to the yeah. year 2020 and the 20th, the they're just deleted. We're starting yeah. all over next yeah. year. So, uh, yeah, uh, if we do it, uh, and we wanted to do it, uh, and we had a concept of bringing uh, famous superstars to do sketches with us on the 20th anniversary. So there was a bunch of cool ideas we had. We had a bunch of cool sketches that we wrote that are just in the computer right now. Uh, it's just jokes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mostly it's jokes, not scripts. Uh so um, if it, uh, we still, I haven't gave it. Uh, the, I mean, the idea is still there. We still could do it, you know. You haven't given up on the idea no, at no. all, basically. Yeah, because it would be amazing to have new blood and old blood kind of mesh together, 100%. and because yeah. the it, rebound, rebounding, yeah. like rebounding and coming back with new blood, sometimes it just fades away with the new blood. But you guys successful as soon as the new blood came in, it was instant chemistry was there right away and. The leadership must be great to be able to bring in new pieces and just flawlessly Have transition mesh together over. well, yeah. Because uh, Levon is, is part of the original. Davo yes. is obviously part of the original. You're part of the original. And then now you've, you've incorporated a bunch of great comics. I mean, you have Antic, who's, you know, probably one of the funniest Armenian comedians. Hovo. Uh, Hovo is another, yeah, another Hovo, funny Armen. guy. Ar- is... <laughs> Armin, we would love to have on the show. <laughs> it's just with with Armin, it's, it's English based. Yeah, I think he will understand you, but he will talk in Armenian. That's what I'm thinking. We gotta, or it, I'll just come as his translator, or bring Hovo as his translator. I think oh, that would be. Hovo, the, Hovo, <laughs> Hovo told us yeah. that he's Armin's full time full time translator. Yeah, from and from he, <laughs> translating legal documents, legal documents, <laughs> but not translating it properly. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I think that would be probably one of the. One of the funnier episodes where you have... All, I think what I understood, uh, you know, hanging out with Armin all this year is his dream was to come to America. Uh-huh. And that happened. And his dream that's finished. It. That's it. That's so it. He came to America and that's Forget it. Forget about he, the he, language. No, no, no. He's here. <laughs> that was the most important thing. So, But he's one of the ones that actually has the background. Actually, he does. Yeah. As an actor, I think... Uh, but is that really? I mean, you went to film school, and I guess or so did Armin went to Tatirakan uh, theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that really important or necessary in your industry, or is it more about just natural talent and the ability to, you know, have that vision? It's good to have that. I mean, you have to have both. It's mm-hmm. great to have both. You know, like you could, you have to have the education and the talent. You cannot. You could have the talent, but just having the education will not work. You know, you could be educated but not talented, and nobody would care. Yeah. yeah, but there's so many people that have worked that are just you know, uh, you know, there have been like kissed by the god. You know, like and their talent. As far as talent wise, yeah, talent wise. So 
It's some it's something talent is one of the things that you cannot buy. Yeah. You know, you could buy respect, you could buy, you know, I want your love, you could buy the talent you cannot buy. You have it or not. You know? In in many, many ways. It's not I'm not talking about just acting, you know. Talent comes in different ways, you know. You know, painters are talented, right. you know, storytellers are talented, you engineering, know. Engineering, engineering yeah. itself is talent. Yeah. There's things that you could learn. You could learn. Regarding, but there, there's but, a reason he said that. Yeah, I get it. It's a different. It, it's not about what you talked about. It's, okay. it's <laughs> so 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 yeah. Um, I have worked with both, but mm-hmm. when you have when you have both, you have education and talent. Mm-hmm. It's easier, easier easier to work with those people. It's easier. They will they understand your language. Mm. I see. As a producer, you'd rather have more people that have been through that process than not. Yes, because I have worked like in the Russian uh, in the Russian movie that I did, the uh, Ticket to Vegas. Right, mm-hmm. uh, my main actor was a very talented actor and very educated as an actor. My uh, female lead actress was just uh, they found her on the street, rookie. <laughs> yeah, rookie, uh, super talented. But when it comes to sometimes uh, not being a professional actor. You could. She would. She would bring her personal drama to the set, mm. and you would see that in front of when you were shooting it. If she wasn't feeling great, she had some kind of issue, family issue or something. You saw it. You, I saw it. So the transition was visible to you. Yeah, but uh, so I had to do many, many, many takes with her to bring her to the place that I want, or she would get tired of doing what she was used to do and do it normally that I want. But the actor that. You know, I had was actually an alcoholic. He would get drunk, but he was so professional. He would just come and <laughs> nail the scene. I, I couldn't. I couldn't say anything. He, How he was, can you? He was. He was. He was. He, he was did amazing. His job. Yeah, he performance did, is But there. he was an alcoholic. Performing that, alcoholic. Wow. Functioning alcoholic. <laughs> See, when actors say you get into a certain, you have to become the role. To me, it's kind of like I mean, I, I, I kind of look at it as. How do you become something you're not? As far as acting goes? Yeah. Or? Like, I think Johnny Depp was one of them where he said he's... He, Johnny Depp's never... I don't know if you guys know this, but Johnny Depp has never seen any of his movies. Okay. So he says, he says I'm afraid of the guy up there as, as far as on the screen. So he says, I don't watch any of my movies because if I see a mistake... That's it. That's it. It's going to... Subconsciously, subconsciously, it's going to ruin me. He says. So he says, "What I do is I film." He's like, "My kids have seen more of my movies than I have." So he'll film the movie. He's done. That's it. He'll walk away. He doesn't watch any of them. Whereas there are actors. Well, so maybe, he doesn't go to the premiere. So I'm assuming. Well, he, if you see him at the premieres, what he'll do is he'll sign autographs, sit in the limo. He's out. He's gone. I didn't know that. It's interesting. Yeah, there's a there's a multiple. multiple I know that um, Robert Redford used to not watch his movies too. Really? Yeah, that I for sure I knew. Because he watched, I remember there was a show that he was talking. He t- was talking that he watched his Oscar-winning movie. Was it? I don't know some some movie that he did just lately. Mm. But that movie was in the sixties. Robert know? Redford. Yeah. Uh, we had a couple comments. V Man says uh, the first actually comedy sketch was uh, on stage was Music Mailbox. I've never heard of that. You yes, know, yes, I know. Music Actually, Mailbox? my dad was part of it. Really? Yes. Yes. Was that in Armenia? Or? It, it, no, he was here. 
It was here. Music mailbox? Yeah, it was called Music Mailbox, oh. yeah. I don't remember. Yerashtakam Postarka. Oh, yeah. Oh, Yerashtakam Postarka. Now, now, okay. okay. I yeah, didn't yeah, know. Yeah. I never heard of it. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, How yeah, long ago yeah. was Wasn't this? that? Wasn't that the... That was early 90s. Uh, no, no, that's Mailbox. No, 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 that's Mailbox. No, 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 no. But I remember Yerashtakam. But Yerashtakam Postarka was... What were some of them? It was Chuko was in it. You know, that... It was... Aram Makhitaryan was in it. My dad was part of it. So... Speaking of Chuka, I remember he did. He had a nice sketch about the green card. Almost right? green card, yeah. Uh, with, uh, <laughs> with Rasmik thing. What's his name? Mansurian. Mansurian. Yeah. That was that was like a play. That right? was a play. Was that, a was, play that was a play, yeah. though. It was, it was yeah. a full on play. It was a play. Like Taxi Taxi and stuff. Those are all plays. Whereas uh, actual skits, in and out, in and out, in and out skits. Those are, I guess. It, I don't know. I've never heard of the mailbox one. I remember. What else have Hayden? Yerash Takam Pochan. Yes, Hayden. No, but on yeah. the, yeah. the, yeah. the mailbox, I didn't. Yeah, Carl says 1993. Yeah. Ara, Ara says I remember Minas and Hakup were writing scripts in uh, Minas's bedroom. <laughs> I remember. Who's who are Minas? And Minas Hakup. Hakup is Levon's brother. Minas ah. is Mark Karpis's brother. Okay. 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 Now. You've, as far as like after Demk show, you went into movies and stuff, right? The first movie you filmed was the one with Haran Tohatian, yeah, right? Story and Haran Tohatian is and now you're obviously you're married, and Haran Tohatian is your is your kavod. He's your kunkahid. He's your kavod. He's your godfather. Well, or your godfather? No, no, he's your godfather. Or your kids' godfather? No, no, when, no, no. He's, uh, he's your uh, best man. Is my best man and my kavod at the same time, and he's my teter. So <laughs> tell us about that because that's yeah, that's, that's something interesting because you said because Haran Tohatian is an Armenian resident and you you were say that you know when Ashok Ghazarian Haran Tohatian all these Armenian actors would come and go to your house how did you make the connection with with him because obviously he's somebody that's you know like your your dad's age a little yeah, older than your dad yeah, I'd say yeah. even but actually the funny thing is kind of as I was growing up uh, me Haran always kind of loved me as like you know like a son kind of say yeah i used to call him hopar like that's how close we were so um kind of we just you know he mm, we had a kind of a very good friendship bonding that got created throughout the years and and then when i was always saying that when i make a movie that you would have to play in it and I actually wanted him to play a different character in that movie, but he really liked the monologue of the dead guy. So he decided to said, you know, I'll do the dead guy. And because nobody actually wanted to do the dead guy's part. So it was like, and, but then later on throughout the years, I understood he decided to do the dead guy because he thought that would be the easiest role. That he doesn't he doesn't have to do anything. Like just gonna, weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> yeah, he was just gonna come and lay down. <laughs> but he didn't. He was he was thinking, okay, I'll I'll just do that role. I'll do the monologue. I'll do that first scene, and I'll come and lay down on in the coffin for a couple of times. But it didn't count that he's always in the movie. That he has to be in every single scene. <laughs> so he's like twenty. He's he's in shoots every yeah, single yeah, day. And I wouldn't let him come out of the coffin because. Uh, I <laughs> I, because was he in an actually coffin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a real yeah, coffin. Yeah, a real coffin, and I wouldn't let him come out. It was very. I tortured them. It was. Uh, you can't let him come out. Yeah, There's I a co- lot of things. First, because I didn't want his shoes to get dirty. Because dead people have clean shoes. 
Do they? Of I've course. Never, of course. They, they, they have brand new shoes. Have you ever seen a dead person with used shoes on? You don't see their feet. I don't know. Of course. Of course. In Armenia, it's not one of those two that opens up. So this is. There's one. This story is happening in 2004, five. And then what I learned was uh, if you're laying on your back. As a just laying deceased on your, individual. Yeah, as a deceased individual, right? <laughs> yes. If you lay on your back, <laughs> you when you breathe, yeah. your stomach goes up and down. Okay. So in a movie where somebody has to, you know, play as a dead Control person. Control it. He has to hold his breath. Right. He cannot breathe. So in every take, he had to hold his breath that he was in. So do you imagine for like... The whole movie is only his breath. He's holding every <laughs> single... Do you imagine? Is he a smoker? He's a smoker. Oh my God. Really bad smoker. And yeah. So it was like, you know, ready. Action. Hadant. You know, inhale. <laughs> Keep your breath. Action. And he was, he used to, you know, in the middle of the scenes, I would see like... <gasps> <laughs> he would do that, but uh, yeah, wow. it, it was very tough for him. That's, but it was, it was like, like comes in. yeah. I think he, I, I guess he didn't think that went through. Huh? <laughs> 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 the dead guy. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. He, I'll just sit he there and not breathe. Yeah. From all the older ones, older actors from Armenia, I think Ashot was my favorite growing up. Just his comedy was amazing to me. Until today, he's active. Yes, he's very active. Very active. I think the, I think that's what it is because he was constantly in front of the cameras, constantly in front of people, constantly having. DVDs and VHSs and all this. Ashut Ghazalian always had like a bunch of stuff come out like constantly. I think it was yeah. at least like four or five times a year he would have a new VHS with a bunch of skits in it. I mean, are those people kind of inspirations for you guys as well as far as for the Demp guys? In the beginning, I guess uh, I would say that if they were inspired, not just Ashot. Uh, at that time, uh, before us, the, if you guys could remember, there was the uh, Heiko and Mako used to do yeah. sketch shows, like uh, anecdotes, yes. uh, tapes, you know. Short, 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 skits. yeah, short, short skits. So they were very inspirational for us. I mean, we have, I have learned throughout the years from watching them and watching uh, Russian uh, comedy. You know, there's a, the Kaven show. I don't know if you guys know oh, anything yeah, know, where, I you know. So it's from a, like Armenia. There was a there was group. a t- there's okay in in Russia. There is a, a TV show called Kaven. Which is uh, everybody in, from Soviet Union used to come and compete and t- show who's the funniest, and Armenia, uh, Armenian teams won couple of times, mm. became champions from the whole Soviet Union being the, the funniest ones. So I have I have used to watch that show a lot, and I have learned a lot from that. I have taken a lot of interesting ideas and put it into my comedy. Mm-hmm. You know. Wow. So those guys, which that's early nineties as well. The early nineties, hardest yeah. times. Early nineties and late nineties. There were different two teams. There was the the, um, the short Bujishkakan Institute uh, team, and there was a team called Nord Hired. Nord Hired. Nord Hired. There's a comedy troupe was Nord Hired, which actually is the creators of the Russian comedy club. There's a Russian comedy club. Is this in, based, is this in Russia or is it in Armenia? Russia. It's in Russia. It's in Russia. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That's in Russia, there is a comedy club, famous TV show, comedy club, created by Armenians. The beginning of it is what's funny is how the Armenians went to Russia and they were the ones that, the team from Armenia won in a competition. 
from a lot a few countries from the Soviet era. Many current, countries. Many. many countries. And the Armenian team won the whole competition, so they got pretty much being contract. the funniest. Being the funniest. Mm. See, how is how is your comedy as far as like the Demkshu and stuff to the people in Armenia, do they look at it as like tapa comedy or like in, basically? I would say yes, not tapa comedy. Uh, I would say in the beginning when. In the beginning. Anytime somebody says in the beginning, we remember that African guy on YouTube. In the beginning. In the beginning. In the beginning. I'm guessing Carl's and understand that when we we lived here, we did probably I would say it was more uh, Glendale Armenian humor. Our humor was Glendale Armenian humor, LA Armenian humor. We would talk about things that people who lived here would understand, understand and laugh. Like, okay, if you do a a joke on foot stamp, nobody in Armenia would understand yeah. what kind of a what was the humor. Yeah, you would laugh. But people over there, they would not understand. So there was a lot the of references not, were, not understanding yeah. our humor. And it was, uh, and I remember when Yerasun Elkwatam started it, they had a lot of humor where people who lived here couldn't understand because they were doing a lot of jokes that was Russian. very Russian or people who lived in Armenia understood because it was more right. about their politics yeah. and more about their stuff, you know? Their lifestyle at that time. comedies, the references you have to, I mean... It has even, to be spot on, man, like, with the culture. Who's not Dennis Miller? Who's it Dennis Miller or some other guy? That This guy, you, 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 you have to pretty much have studied political science and constitutional law and history. And, I mean, you have to be at a doctorate level to understand this guy's comedy. He, the references he uses is, I forget if it was Den, Dennis Miller or the other guy. Um, but I remember even watching Gerasenet Gautam, some of the references I couldn't, I was, yeah. or like, the words well, they would use is yeah. just yeah. actually Russian, not a Russian yeah. Armenian. Because they use. Use, their audience is there. This yeah. is their audience, yeah. you know? Uh, like, but when I do my films, when I do, uh, when we write my movies, I actually really, sit and uh, go over every every line, every joke, so it could be very international. Universe, yeah. yeah, universal, because uh, I don't want uh, somebody who lives in Dubai, an Armenian, will not understand the humor, you know? Yeah. I always I always think about it, because I try Keep to do, neutral. like, lost and found is understandable to everybody. Yeah. Even if you're not Armenian, it's still understandable, too. Maybe the humor, a lot of humor is very Armenian humor. You And not Armenian will not laugh, because it's not, because it's not cultural for them. They, they will not understand it. But all the Armenians, I think, Kind of understand what Lost and Found and the Lost and Found is one with Jamie Kennedy and Angela Safari, yeah, right? Uh, Serafian. Serafian. Speaking Serafian. of that, Tello wants to know: Are you guys gonna have Lost and Found in Armenia too? Because his daughters memorized the first one, and they need something new. Uh, <laughs> if they're <laughs> 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 tell, tell, tell him to watch Honest Thieves on Amazon. A better. Yeah. I, I think he has. Okay. I believe he had purchased that from... Uh, you guys had a website, right? We had. We, yeah. It was on our website, demshow.com, yeah. and then it, it's on Amazon Prime. Let's yeah. do... Let's share that. Let's share it. Definitely. I mean, Honest Thieves is the newest film shot by Dem Show or Dem Productions. That, yes. And it's available on Amazon Prime. Demshow.com. Demshow.com, too. You could go watch the movie there, too. So, yeah. I mean, everything is everything's going digital nowadays, man. I mean, 
from Netflix to Amazon Prime to Hulu. What else yeah. is there? What else is another streaming? Disney YouTube, Plus. Disney Plus. And, uh, but right. I'll tell you one thing. The atmosphere that you, would ever, that you have sitting in a theater, even not just a movie, even in the show, when there's thousands of people sitting in a theater and you do a joke, that joke... That when the audience gets it, that laughter, that the everybody energy, yeah. energy passes to each other, it just blows up, man. You know that feeling that you have, you will never have the same feeling when you're sitting alone or with somebody and watching a, a same kind of a hundred percent. It's it's a total it's it's an energy that you you feel it and you give it back to us. You know because yeah. there's because there's so many skits and movies where I've watched it in theaters or at a play or whatever and. You laugh your ass off because there's a bunch of people there, and then you get the DVD or the Blu-ray. You bring it home, you put it on on, and you and your wife or you and a friend sitting down to watch it's it. It's not the same thing. It's not the same. Not. Well, even when you're, I mean, I I haven't been to the movies very many times the last probably twenty years, but are even. Do you know how much popcorn is nowadays? I have to, bro. I started going back when they started actually serving drinks and stuff uh-huh. where you could act. But I remember just even when you sit there, that that sound that comes on, you're like, yeah, yeah. you just get this chills like, oh, man. It's starting. Don't you? The lights are going yeah. down. The feeling is amazing. Yeah. I, 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 sadly that I'm always on the other side. <laughs> behind the screen. I'm, I'm always on the stage or behind yeah. the screen or something like that. But when I like... Regarding when, uh, you know, when we do movie premieres and, mm-hmm. you know, movie plays in the theater and things like that, sometimes I go sit with the, with the audience that they don't know. They don't know yeah. that I'm sitting there. Yeah. The energy that, you know, that they get from the movie and they, you know, release it, the laughter, it just feels so good. It just, you know, I'm you sure feel you're very proud of that. Yeah. I mean... Is it a validation? So, I can I say that's, I can for imagine me, for it me, it's always it's <laughs> always that's that's the grade, you know, that I yeah, get validation yeah. that yeah. your product yeah. is worthy. Yes, because it's not easy to make people laugh. Oh yeah, that's the I mean, hardest. It's, it's 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 very it's, tough. It's very hard. I mean, look, romance and uh, stuff like that. It's easy to fake behind yeah. the screens, but remember we discussed it with Vike too, as far as yeah. when he was doing his monologue recently, right before COVID mm-hmm. again, he had his the monologue and. To write a 90-minute monologue to take people through that emotional journey. And comedy is the same way. To, I think it's, I think it's the hardest thing to do, man. Make someone to laugh. make people laugh, yeah. Because remember, even... even and like, one of the hardest things is, like, you write jokes mm-hmm. and you think it's funny. <laughs> you know? <laughs> until you try it. You, until you try it, <laughs> you know? There's a lot, a lot, it's like... Where, any, do you, where do you try yours, though? You guys go to comedy clubs or no, just amongst... No, amongst us. Yeah. Amongst us, I mean, when there's ten people and ten people laugh at yeah. the, at then the joke, true. then I you, you, you that's very you good. know it'll work. You Anything know? past eight people, you're good. To yeah, know. especially with them, bro. Where like there's a lot of jokes that we say it, and everybody's nobody's laughing, but they're like, oh, that's funny, that's funny. We know that it's funny, yeah, but it's not funny for us. <laughs> I, I hate it when you say something funny and somebody's like, oh, that was funny. Really? Then why the uh-huh. fuck didn't you laugh? <laughs> but that's that's be- that's because that's because. Your sense, of, our sense of humor as a comedian, right. it ch- it it grows, it changes, yeah. and you're for immune, us, you're immune we to under- it. <laughs> we, yeah. we understand it's funny. Uh-huh. We understand the because we understand the concept of humor. We understand it's funny, but it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't give that thing mm. the spark the kick, that, the kick the spark that for us yeah. to laugh. You but know? Are, but are there are there skits where you guys write something and you guys say it and like you're just 
all of you guys are just dying of laughter and you can't hold it together. Not skits, but specific jokes. That you just can't hold and, it together. Yeah, it has happened. It has happened. That we would like laugh for 10 minutes. And those jokes are the jokes that... The punchline, punchline. The, the big ones, the bombs. Like when you say it and the, the whole audience, you know, laugh, laughs for like, you know, 30 seconds or 40 seconds, you know? Yeah, but, you know, and you construct your script that way, you know? You have to have a, a, a strong joke in the beginning, uh, a weaker, a couple of weaker jokes in the middle, and then a stronger one and small because the weaker jokes work good. For because you did a, a stronger joke, like there's a whole schematic how you do jokes. Uh, so you know, if you if I do a weaker joke, the strong joke could die. You know. Oh, I see. You know, there's so many formats that you have to you learn throughout the years how to put the script together to to, and you practice it a lot throughout when we do rehearsals. You know. At, I kind of watch them a lot, so I kind of understand. Okay, and most of it, it's kind of guessing. As when far we do, as yeah, the, because the response, yeah, the response, because when we do our, you know, the big shows, yeah. 20, 30 people have seen the show, mm. you know, like people who are work with us, you know, it's like we're kind of guessing that it's right. funny. Uh, thank God, you is know, the delivery usually better we, during the live show or during the rehearsals? As far as from the actors. Uh, the delivery, delivery has to be better on live shows. But remember, when we do live shows, again, the energy that the audience gives us back it makes us more stronger, more, yeah. you're more confident to do the show, you know? Mm -hmm. If something falls, you know, it has happened. Some jokes fall, and then I notice the guys are trying to bring it back. It has happened. I have seen it. Like, they would do a joke, and that joke didn't work. And, and they're they, like, they, they're shit. like Okay, All right, show's uh, over, guys. <laughs> and they're like, sometimes they, they, or somebody forgets a line. Yeah. It has happened. Like, somebody forgets a line, and then you have to, you know, they try or to bring the, No, no, no. <laughs> it's just somebody helps him to come to the script, you know, right. like, you know, covers, they, it, up. covers yeah. it up. Yeah, it has happened. Because I can't, I, dude, if, I swear to God, man, like, we, I, I've danced on stage, you have too, so have you, but, yeah. like, you screw up once, it's like you, you feel like a fool. Now in the, the next now the spotlight's on you and you're saying a joke. You're trying to make somebody laugh and it bombs. Oh my god, man. Like I think I would yeah. I would die it, on stage, bro. It's harder when you're alone. When you're alone and yeah, it bombs is like it's very hard. When you with a couple of people, you know, <laughs> somebody could still help you come Salvage back somehow. Yes, you know. It has happened like, you know, things got went wrong in the in the, in the performance. Uh, you know, somebody says uh, a line from a s some other place from a different from different sketch or something <laughs> like it from has two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to stand ups where the, the like this comedian has bombed, like not the actual comedian, like the headliner, but like yeah. whoever's warming up the audience. Yeah, obviously, they're they're war they're there for a reason, they're there to warm everybody up. And oh waste my god, man, he basically <laughs> bro, he bombed so bad, like to the point where. His skit finished a little sooner than what it was supposed to because he already knew like the energy's dead. Yeah, yeah. the the crowd's not into it, and even those those and, like you were talking and, about the big jokes and the performer who's gonna come after that. It's so hard for them Picking to them bring the audience back uh, to the thing. It's like when we when we do our shows, I, I like I try to sometimes um, not to do intermissions, but for our 
business wise we do it because we kind of advertise our sponsors right. but when you do a 15 minute intermission all the Armenians go out they smoke they talk about something else somebody pisses somebody else they come they forgot they were, were they for now we have to start all over and start <laughs> bringing that. the energy back it's so sometimes it's so hard and when somebody bombs and yeah. the whole audience just didn't laugh for 15 minutes <laughs> bringing yeah. that audience back again like to reviving make, the dead yeah, it's, pretty it's, much it's very hard yeah because well. i've noticed your even your not your intermissions but like your sponsor stuff that you guys plug in we you make a do, you, get, you yeah. make a skit out of it yeah we try to bring humor to it so it doesn't look dull and it's catchy that way too yes like people when, remember it definitely like your sponsors are more uh, recognizable because they're part of the skits uh, yeah. how would you do a funny skit for a hospice <laughs> I'm just kidding oh my god yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't be surprised break bro. it up <laughs> are you dead in a coffin waiting to be revived <laughs> you, know, you know what they did for mine Hovo came out with I think it was Davo yeah. and they had my for sale sign and then like they said no it was Martin and Hovo Hovo was holding my sign. They said, you know, for real estate this, for real estate that, call, you know, sold by Arno. And then Hovo holds up my for sale sign. It says foreclosed. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, foreclosed by Arno, just sold by Arno. <laughs> like, it was my first time. See, I was cracking okay, up. Yeah. So, like. Well, I see Armin's face and I cry. I mean, the guy just looks <laughs> like he's, <laughs> like, thinking about him just makes me cry. <laughs> Armin's, Armin's car wash. I, who, by the way, who writes a lot of the stuff? Together, like right? like Armin's stuff. Who writes it? Which ones? Like sketches like, or this the, one sketch, the, the, the videos? The okay. sketches, this I'll sketch. never forget Armin's one stand-up he did about the car wash and immigration, how he okay. became a citizen. Who wrote that he shit? Wr- he wrote uh, most of it. It's his stories. I took his stories and I made it to a, a kind of a stand-up script. It's his stories, but he just t- gave me a bunch of information. stories. Yeah, so I kind of tried to make it as a skit, and I added jokes, and he performed, and the guys watched it, and the guys gave him some points. Where okay, if you say this, if you add this line here, maybe this moment will be more, you know, funnier, funnier. and stuff like that. So yeah, but uh, Armin is a very good performer, but yeah. he's uh, as a writer. Uh, like when we do a group writing, he could uh, one he could bomb one day. Like just probably do a, uh, you know, he would get a one good joke, or it could be a day where he would just no, nine he's on, jokes. He's on fire. Uh, nine jokes. It's like, uh, it's not it's not steady. You know, it's like his his humor is has to be. Mm. That, he's more of a how, performer. But how do you? That's the one thing I still can't. I guess wrap the format my, my mind around as far as. Like if you tell me we're gonna meet at nine o'clock and you have to write something okay. funny, there's no, that's, no that's, way I can do no, it. No, 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 no. <laughs> Seriously, bro, like, how do you there's do a, that? There's, a, there's a format. There's a we have. I have a format. Yeah. Uh, this is the old format. Uh, I have learned and I have taught to other people. Okay, this is how it happens. Four of us sit in front of a table. We mm-hmm. get a piece of paper and a pen. We choose a topic. Okay, the topic is a, a podcast interview with Gore. So mm-hmm. that's the thing. Yeah. So. What we do is we write six questions, like one, two, three, we turn the paper, one, two, three, six questions that we will ask Gore. They don't have to be funny questions. They just have to be questions, okay? You write six questions, and then I pass that paper to you. He passes the paper to me, and he passes the paper to me. Now I read the question, and I try to find a funny answer for it. 
I write a funny answer. I write mm. six funny answers on that question. And then I give this paper to you, and he gives Pass you the passage. On. So mm. every single question, everybody kind of thought of a funny answer to it. Ah, okay. okay? So sometimes one of them could be an amazing joke. Could be two of them, if you put it together, becomes an amazing joke. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like it's like a kind of a bouncing uh, ideas, bouncing ideas. But and then sometimes not, not and then out when loud, re- really. and out loud becomes at the end when you read yeah. it and you read an answer and somebody says, oh, but if he says it this way or he says this thing instead of this thing it will be funnier. So that's how it works. How but, long but are these writing sessions, man? Could go f- f- three, four hours. Wow. And you guys would do this once. We a week? will do every, every yeah. We we used to do two days a week. We would do Monday, Wednesday, uh, and w- the the best part is the reading it. You know, reading the jokes, reading everybody. There's so many lame jokes that we make fun of each other. You know, that's <laughs> I the can't, thing. I can't believe you thought of this, <laughs> right? You know, like, there's, there's and there's so many jokes that we will never say it on stage yeah. that are so rated R. <laughs> you guys should definitely come up with a <laughs> so 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 it's just a, a process where you you come not like oh I have to write a joke is like mm. I have to assist you to to for you to write a joke we're it's helping like, each other out yeah Makes sense. yeah that's so the, that's how the process works it's just a it becomes I feel a less ri- pressure now because I was on the writing, pressure it's thinking. a writing session <laughs> yeah. it becomes a writing session instead of a thing and then sometimes we have a, a we finish a script. And everybody kind of goes, reads the script, and anything that pops up their head, they write it on the, on the script. They've, everybody brings it. So we say page one. So anybody has anything on it or somebody says something, yeah. if it's good, we keep it. If it's not, we just scrap it. Yeah. So it's, mm. just, it's a process. Nobody takes it personally. No. There's no... There's no we, we, for us, uh, if a if majority thinks it's funny, then it's funny. If it's majority thinks it's not funny, then it's not funny. Don't 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 push it. Maybe it's funny to you right. at that moment, but not you funny can, for you us. Can for share all it at of the us. dinner table if you want. But Take it <laughs> home. It's not going on stage. <laughs> 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 because that's why we have the high five. If the, if the, because and we have a, like a pointing. If everybody because we do like for for to make it fun, everybody who gets a good joke gets a point that mm-hmm. night. So if somebody doesn't get a point, but it's a good joke, but you get a high five. So <laughs> <laughs> and a sticker. <laughs> Here's their ninth place ribbon. <laughs> Congratulations. Bumper sticker. It, it's funny. When Antic was on the show, he was telling us about um, how you guys write in Armenian. Yeah, we do write in Armenian. Everybody writes in Armenian? Besides Hova. Why? Because Hova doesn't know the Armenian letters. So he can't. Antic Remember he was saying. Army, 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 uh, Antic started that uh, in the beginning, but he writes Armenian. He no, writes he in Armenian. He writes Hova in Armenian. was saying he writes in he, Armenian with English letters. Yeah, he right? writes in Ang- Imagine reading all those handwritings and reading Hobo's Armenian in English, English letters. That's sometimes great. I, 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 sometimes I get a he- seriously my headache explodes of Ho- Hobo trying to put some Armenian. Such yeah, those letters. Uh, it's like yeah. hilarious. Sometimes I'm like, what the hell did you write? It's like I cannot read. So <laughs> some of us prefer that language, you know. Yeah. So it's 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 fun. It's fun. It's a fun process. Yeah, till I mean, till today, when I mean, I have, like I have clientele who are Armenian. They don't speak English as as well as they do Armenian. When they text me, it's like by the time I, even in in the Armenian dialect, like the, not the dialect, but Armenian language, they text me in English. By the time I'm done reading it, 
She's like, you know what, man? I don't understand fuck, what I let read. Me, let me just fucking call him, bro. Yeah. I go, help. So I got your text. Shumem up in. Matt doesn't. You have what's to be up? on the toilet. Shumem up in. See, I prefer it. Like, to me, that's my preferred way of texting. Like, majority of my friends, we. Armenian? Really? English. English, Armenian. English yeah. letters, Armenian. Uh, Armenian. Types. I don't yeah. like it. Because it, it just. Takes longer. Takes it does a take longer, a few man. seconds longer, but it's funnier. If you understand, depends. Depends what you're trying to. If you're trying to express something, at least from my experience, something like a little our, more emotional. Our, 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 in our uh, Deng Show group, we cannot uh, write in English because our men will not understand what we're <laughs> talking about. <laughs> Every time we somebody somebody writes something in English, uh, our men writes huh. <laughs> so Hobo has to do an Armenian version, uh, English or Armenian version. And for mind him. you, this is guy, the guy who translates <laughs> for the Armenian guy who can't read in English. Like, yeah. ho, like, ho, like ha, when Hobo and Armin, I'm sure when they text each other, it's it's all in Bond, but it's in English with Armenian letters. Letters, yeah. well, no, Armenia, no, no, Armenian English, in English letters. I mean, how is like communication-wise when okay, it's Armin's turn to read. Does he look at Hovo's writing and go, shit, it's Hovo's stuff again? Or like he's used to it. Or do you no, guys no, no, no. Everybody, <laughs> funny thing is, most of the people that uh, re- could read uh, Hovo's English letters, Armenian text, but somebody always has to read the question to Hovo because he doesn't know how to read Armenian. Oh. So. Most of the people not to sit next to Hobo so so they don't get distracted. That, that would be a challenge as far as I think part of the the joke or the question answer being funny is you have to be able to read their handwriting uh, flu- uh, like fluidly, right? Because yeah. if you're like, eh, you're going to lose the joke, right? Yeah. I mean, let's yeah. say if I didn't, I couldn't read your handwriting, that's going to throw it off. Yes. You have to be able to read it just for 20 years I've been reading so many handwritings I think I just mastered reading handwritings well, yeah. Yeah. So look at I it this way and well. my handwriting is hor- so horrible because I write very fast so it just for you could a lot of things could look just lines Looks but like a doctor. Fucking doctor. <laughs> yeah yeah my handwriting is really really bad really bad like have there been people who have but Come on like to the to the no, crew. Antic hates my uh, handwriting. Is it that bad? For him, it is. Like, has there, have there been people who have joined the crew as far as writing sessions and looked at you know the the Armenian they handwriting? Hang? They couldn't handle. It. They were like, you know what? Screw this! I can't do this. This isn't this isn't for me. Yeah, there have been people who really wanted to come. They came once or twice to the writing session. Maybe they didn't click with the group. Maybe it was tough for them. Maybe we didn't f- find them that he couldn't. He, maybe his humor and couldn't our, fit in with your our humor, humor was not in the same. So they didn't. They stopped coming. So well, I would have. I would would be challenging for me. To I think it would to, seriously would. Know. It's it's a completely different type not, of comedy. Not that I think I'm a comedian, but it still would be challenging. Yeah. For me. I'm writing, not funny. R- writing comedy is. Uh, I would say is like. Um, it's a. The the mind that has that ability to do comedy, mm-hmm. for me, is like a muscle. Yeah. If you use it all the time, if you it do it all the time, it develops. <coughs> if you don't use it, it just you know dies down. It dies down, weakens down. So you become a cold piece. Yeah, of you, you, I'll tell you a good example. You have have you met people that 
they think they're funny. They they mm. or like they were funny. They were comedians long time ago, but they still do the old funny stuff. Yeah, twenty years Bana. ago, we call them douchebags. <laughs> <laughs> Numb nuts. <laughs> So, yeah, so, comedy words right <laughs> off the bat, live. So, so if if you don't use it, yeah, it it's it dies out. It it, 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 well, it, sure. it becomes I'm, weak. I'm, you know, you still <laughs> do you still do the old old anecdotes. Yeah, uh, still you still do. For the, me, my comedy would pro if I were ever to become a comedian, it would have to be. I can't. It can't be scripted. It would have to be me go on stage and I just start making fun of the audience. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like Russell. Yeah, Peters. but if somebody's <laughs> if somebody's stronger, then they they will hackle you down. So if somebody <laughs> knows how to do, you know, give then you I'll quit and I'll call my mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. See the heckler. Have you guys been heckled as far we, as with them show? No, our our community doesn't really have. No, no Armenians, you never know, no, man. Uh, we haven't. Uh, we have. I Antique once had a, a stand-up issue where an, it was a, like a New Year's party. Where here or like? Here, here, here. Where he was talking about, uh, he was doing jokes on Tolma. And some drunk person came up and said, "Inch tolma molma torek mad musica me azrek paring ban is like, yeah, it's like he had, he had a moment like that. But you know what we had? Uh, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes. There's a guy who sits in front of the front <laughs> row who we everybody notices that he doesn't laugh. Yeah, he's, he's sits there like this, <laughs> closed, closed. And like this, he looks at very seriously. And every joke we do, we look at him to see if he's laughing. Appro- he's you want approval, like, Elvis? <laughs> it's just every single time there's one guy, some, not all the time, but yeah. s- someone sitting front row, yeah, not have, laughing. Have someone go down there and tickle but, him real quick. But we have what we learned is at the end, when that guy always approaches to us and says, Great show, very funny. <laughs> yeah. So he's laughing inside. Sorry, I intimidated you the whole show, but, but wonderful but, show. But, yeah, but I was, was laughing inside it. the whole time. No, I was dying inside. I just. But but sometimes like you notice that guy, and you always like try to, every single joke you do. You look at him to see if he's laughing or not, because the only people you see is the front two rows. Yeah. That's it. The rest, the, the rest are, is just so yeah. it's dark. It's just if you just look straight, nothing is visible. It's just one big, it's a big shadow. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> which makes it easier on stage. And sometimes, and those people, the ones that uh, uh, don't laugh, that yeah. we notice, it's just they wear the weirdest, like they would wear, wear like a white suit. That <laughs> you will notice that, you know? That sticks no, out like a sore thumb. Yeah, like the guy a, sitting there in yeah, a Kool Aid Kool Aid like a red shirt, you know, some bright red shirt. Like you will notice them that they're sitting there and then and they're not laughing. And then you do everything, every joke, you look at him like. <laughs> you bro- <laughs> <laughs> Yes, what no. what <laughs> you know what it is? It's it's. I think with every single comedy show, it's like that. Even stand-up comedians, because we've we've been to a live stand-up show with the three of us with our wives, and there was that one guy, yeah, Armenian guy, sitting not front row, but at least like like a, a row back. Yeah, like he was there to prove a point. You can't. Yeah. You See, can't. My question is, and why leave the house if you're not going to well, enjoy? Yourself? And what happened to him eventually? Like it feels they like the wife brought him. You know, come yeah. on, he's forced, forced to be there. Well, that's what happened. Maybe sometimes. Well, that's what it was. The wife so. was cracking up. Yeah. The wife was <laughs> laughing. He wasn't. And eventually, what happened is, yeah, they, no, they 
started mocking they started him. mocking him <laughs> they started mocking him to the point where he's like you know what <clears throat> fuck this I'm out of here <laughs> he left. the wife stayed yeah wife stayed but see and the comedian took the wife home talking about the American stand up it was it was it was American stand up but Armenian okay mixture Armenian superstars gotcha. yeah uh, but uh, as far as you guys with the with the humor I know you guys don't do crude humor we don't we try what, not to. What's the reason behind because, it? Because uh, is it like more we, of like you want sta- family? Yes, uh, we because when we started doing the dance show, we noticed that a lot of uh, kids were following us and watching our humor and things like that, and we always tried, tried really hard. There's, there was a lot of debates: should we do this joke or not? <coughs> uh, but we always thought that because uh, you know parents bring their kids to our shows, we try not to cro- cro- cross the uh, you know. Do, you know, cross cross that thing where you that know one little the, line. The, the, the father or the mother could feel very uncomfortable next to the kids. I feel like that decision is what give you guys the longevity of being in the business for the last twenty. It's years. not like we haven't done jokes like that. We have. No, there we have, have been where it's yeah. like right there on that line. We it's always, a fine line. You guys mm-hmm. never cross it though. That's it comes close to it. Like in Honest Thieves, if you watch the preview, it's like Arma on one point goes when they. Yeah, was, yeah, right. Like that moment, you feel like he's gonna say it, but it's just, bing. <laughs> yeah. There's a car passing by. <laughs> yeah, we. I try. I try to do it more. Uh, even if I do a joke like that, I try to do it very creatively and have something like a, it's. It's the 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 the. the the sex joke or something like that is like subtext. You know, it's like you have to understand the joke to understand that there is something like that. It's there. It's just not there. You let, yeah. you let the audience fill in yes. whatever it needs Their to be. Their own imagination. Yeah. So, yeah. And in the beginning, because we had that thing. That <laughs> the beginning. Kid, <laughs> in the, uh, the kids. Uh, in the, the beginning. The kids were following us. Uh-huh. Uh, and we always thought, okay, if the parents were sitting with their child and... Will they, they feel approve. uncomfortable yeah. that we just said that from the stage? You know, I still can't watch a kissing scene with my parents <laughs> sitting there. Man, what are you talking? It's about? like the kissing scene is about to start. Well, I gotta go to the bathroom now. Yeah. <laughs> Son, you've already peed seven times. <laughs> well, I have a small. I'm just bladder. surprised you still watch movies with your parents. <laughs> I'm very surprised about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, actually, you're right. I don't. <laughs> 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 oh, I can't. I can't. Bro, I can't, I can't, I can't even imagine. Do you, do you watch any of those, man? Thank For, God, forget don't. about Haikaka, bro. My, my, I remember I used to. Uh, my one of my my grandmas still have the other one, late grandma. Uh, she used to always watch the Brazilian shows translated into Armenian. Maria. Yeah, it was always Maria. a shower scene, bro. Oh, like every time yeah. I went, went to her house, there was a shower scene. I'm like, thought this is just. And I couldn't watch Baywatch as a kid when she was living with us. Like, I was embarrassed to watch Baywatch. Now I walk into her house at 85, she's watching. And Jose and Maria are taking showers. It's soft porn. It's literally soft porn. Guadalupe, I will see you in the shower. (laughs) Okay, I will be there. (laughs) Every scene is a cheating scene. Every scene. This one's cheating on this one. All right, cheating. These Armenian ones, I swear to God, correct me if I'm wrong. Every single time I walked into like my parents or like Elena's parents or Stop, grand, watch watching it, all the time. it watching these Armenian yeah. shows, somebody's in a coma. 
There's a lot of a lot of coma scenes. Somebody's in a coma. There's a lot of coma scenes and there's a lot of sitting and talking. Yeah. Or you know why that is, right? It takes up a lot of camera time. That's why there's a lot of. Bro, hospitals. the guy's in a the guy's in a coma. All he has is a, he has a thing. What's it? What's the oxygen thing that you? The oxometer. Yeah, all he has is an oxometer on his finger, but he's in a coma. No <laughs> tubes, nothing. But, and, and there's a pulse ox going on. <laughs> What's your scene, dude? <laughs> Well, Herat was fooled by his uh, character too. See, as, a, as a person who does directing shows and even live on stage shows, what are your thoughts about all these Armenian serials that are coming out? I mean, there has been good ones. It's not like everything was is is been bad, but because um, the writing, the storytelling, for me, it's weak. So don't, I, that's why I don't watch it. You know, production could be weak. But the storytelling could be good. I could always, I always give a good example. Blair Witch Project. Remember that movie? Of course. Cheapest movie that made the greatest money. Cheapest movie, horribly shot. Just you know, home video style. It's well, like the story a, was good behind the it. storytelling was so good that you know it would just suck you up and you would forget that it was shot on a, like a iPhone. Eight, it was made on an iPhone. Not an iPhone. It was an no, eight no, no. millimeter video camcorder. camcorder, one of the small ones. You know, tape, and then it was a 60 millimeter film. It was just all mixed up together. I remember it was. But but with the Armenian serials, though, I've noticed a lot of improvement as far as production goes. Scripts are still bad. The scripts, Bro, the, the scripts are the bad. The beginning, the beginning, <coughs> the introduction of the of the film of the serial is mm-hmm. higher quality. The than trailer, the, actual, the trailer is higher quality than the actual damn film itself. I've seen improvement as far as the quality of the shooting goes, but. The the serials that I tend to but how, do you watch American uh, TV shows? Yeah. Okay, which ones do you watch? Shark Tank. <laughs> no, 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 no. no, no, no. I'm talking about like, like uh, Days of Our Days Lives. Of our lives. No, 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 no. Days are not Days of like, Our Lives. Like, have you seen Breaking Bad? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You cannot compare the way they shot Breaking Bad to any Armenian TV show. Look right. at Narcos, man. But guys, look at, look at the show. Can you compare anyone in the world to Hollywood? Okay, this Texas. opens yes. up a lot of oh, other... Of course, oh. any other big country has a normal production company. So why don't we? I, I, well, look at Russian ones, German ones, French ones. You know, I, 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 I'm a big fan of Korean movies and mm-hmm. Korean TV shows because I think they have amazing script writers. Really? Amazing I've stories. I've never seen a Korean yes. movie. Uh, Where do you watch it? There's... Netflix has Netflix it. Has Amazon Prime has it. Netflix has Korean. Of course. Yeah, the one of the famous, uh, the one of the famous movies that came out a couple of years ago called Train to Busan. <coughs> it's actually one of my my favorite and Antic's favorite. It's a it's a zombie movie. It's a Korean zombie movie, and I think it's one of the best zombie movies ever made. Hmm. Uh, the I think like I like you said, the the stories are too repetitive. It's the same thing over and over. Uh, a father hates his daughter or his son. And Feels like one of those Indian, remember, old Indian uh, TV But every single one like of them is like that. Well, it, you guys they're so repetitive. Seriously, there's After nothing to blame on it. First of all, they don't have enough money and they don't have enough, like... Manpower, manpower, but and what the, and the and the and the, the guy who writes the <coughs> scripts is just one person or two people. I don't know. It's like they they don't spend the time. They don't they don't go for yeah because they quality. have quality. Like, they go for quantity because they have like basically like uh, what was that one? The Full House one. Yeah. It's a comedy show, but I think it's to the point where it's so well because you've already seen the American version. No, 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 no. It has nothing to do with it. It has nothing to do with it. Has nothing to do with it. It's a basically a bunch of young guys, young girls. Yeah. Uh, but it's like it's so 
slow and top puck at this point? Because what are they at? They're like season 15, 16. Like you was just mentioning. They? Yeah, yeah they're, they're still around. As long I think as it's it not, sells, it's not, bro. It's not, uh, I think they finished it. I'm not, are I'm they done with it now? I, I think but they're they were done this, with it, but uh, I'm not sure how many seasons yeah, they Yeah, but did. they were at this like ridiculous season, whereas the, the actual Full House or Family Matters or any of those types of shows yeah. that were around back then, they were at season 10, but it took like 10 years, 10 years. or like 6 years. Well, they did 20, 21 episodes a season. But it was quality. Yeah. You'd... Like, Till today, if I go back and watch older shows like those Full Houses, mm-hmm. Saved by the Bells, any of those like Seinfeld. older shows, Seinfeld, mm-hmm. you still laugh. Why? Because it's like even Friends, man. Like Friends, those, yeah, they're I hilarious. Still, my wife still watches Friends. I and still I, watch Friends, and, and when I like, she loves it all yeah. the time. She's Try dead. the Armenian serials that are not two hundred episodes. Try the ones that are like fifteen, twenty episodes where it's drama. Those are a little bit. More you know which one I really, really liked when it first came out, Vorogite. Well, that was the first one. Kind it was, of. It, you know, what it was exactly what Gore says. It was quality. They actually took time. Was and, it quality? But though? in the beginning, in the beginning, <laughs> and then, and then, and then, what happened? It went to shit. Because and then they started mixing two shows into one, <laughs> and then spread out. There <laughs> was one that Sauce uh, Johnny Bacon played recently. I forgot the name. I think uh, it was. Oh, Amar? No, no, that one I watched as well. But the one where. His father's Turkish finds out he's actually Armenian. Oh, His grandmother, okay. I forget what it was called. Mm. I see. Um, you know that that one to me was interesting and shot very well. The majority of it was actually, or half of it was shot in France, which was yeah okay. surprising to me. But I don't. know. To me, those shorter one, I can't do a two hundred episode. That that takes a two year commitment. I you know <laughs> don't have that. I'll go. I'll get my PhD before I. <laughs> What were you doing all this time? There's nobody's working. So you, I think you had the time to watch it, but you just didn't spend well, the time for it. Too young boys. You do a lot of work in Armenia, and we had Ken Davidian here. You know, uh huh. And he was working on trying to open up something production-wise mm-hmm. in Armenia. Mm-hmm. And I feel mm-hmm. like after all this time, it just popped into my head. Have you guys considered something like that? What he was trying to do? Have you seen what he was trying to get? What there? his vision is. Uh, I know that they were trying to do something like that, but actually exactly what they were doing, I don't know. But because um, I have my own company over there, but my company is just a company, you know, it. and I have my, my yeah, I mean, I, I no, he was talking me, about like Warner Brothers Studios type of thing. You need, yeah. mil, you need like hundreds of million dollars to he make was something like 35 that. Million, okay. Yeah. No, I Let's start with 35 million. I feel like it was but he was talking about I wrote him a else. check, it bounced. <laughs> no, here's the thing. Now, he's not talking about the money. He said that he has people that for the money portion of it, and he has no, the company. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he said the money portion of it is not the main problem. The main problem he was having is having the government. Well, the government has changed. So I'm assuming even, when... Even with the new government, he said he hasn't gotten any answers. But his main problem was with the percentages. Now, when you film something in a country... As a production, you pay for specific taxes for the employees as far as the actors. Or yeah, okay. That's where he said he was having a problem. Uh, I, I'm not sure what's going on, but I think that when... I mean, do you see that we're... Uh, as a if somebody wants to open a business, a production company or like a production studio, gov- why do we... Do they need government's money too to make that happen? What do they need? Did he it talk w- about subsidies at all? I don't remember. It was something. Go back and listen to the it episode. was more. What it was I remember it was more about percentages. He said it was something to do with percentages. I, I don't know if they uh, approached the new government and what's the new. Go- I mean, I, the new government has so much other stuff to take it's just care to of. To me, what he had together, 
the plan he was sharing with us yeah. made sense. And I feel like not enough well, people are backing something like that, which could be useful for you and other filmmakers at the same time. I know. Yes, I agree. I agree. But uh, I feel right now uh, the government has so many other things that they need to fix with that country. And I think film is so, Secondary. Far, so far from their... Number nine on the list. <laughs> yeah. But um, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I always thought like, we have so many good old Armenian movies that were, you know, made in the Soviet Union area, mm-hmm. and nobody, t- nobody spent the time or, uh, you know, money or energy to remaster those movies. Yes. We don't have those movies remastered, and I don't know all the all the films that you know are some somewhere that is in some know, vault, some sitting vault there. sitting there. How what's the quality now? You know, yeah. at this no point. temperature at this point, control, uh, probably <laughs> most likely, yeah. you know. So there's so many things that <laughs> because what Ken was talking about is actual space being there from the communist there's era. The, there's the high film studios. There's the high film studios, uh, which is I still I have used it even uh, when I was shooting this movie. Uh, Honest Thieves. Honest Thieves. I have used it in most of my films. Uh, something that I have built there. It's like but a Warner Brothers studio, kind of like. It's a, a Warner Brothers. Yeah, it's it's a, like a studio, mm-hmm. but it is like <coughs> nothing works from the 1970s. Mm. So it's just like, behind on schedule. So so it's like nobody takes care of it. Nobody did anything. The last time that I was shooting there. The roof was all fucked up in a in a way that if it was raining, the whole <laughs> everything was draining into the studio. So wow. my art department built the set and then put telephone on everything. So if it drained something, it didn't you know ruin, ruin the, the set. set. Wow. wow, it would have been more cost efficient for you to build a new studio than. No, I mean, um, that's what I'm saying. Green screen the whole damn thing, basically. <laughs> that, that roof would have been something overall that would have solved that issue, right? Like, yeah, is but there... they, nobody's putting money to fix it. Let's see. So that's sad. See, what, as far as with Ar- Armenia's production and all the movies that are being even possibly filmed, is there any hope for the Armenian movie industry at all? Yes. I mean, it's not, it's about the stories. If you if you make good stories, if you make interesting stories, I think uh, people will want to watch it. If somebody sees a good movie, that's how other people watch it. You tell somebody, oh, there's a good Korean movie, there's a good yeah. Russian movie. There's how did that Korean movie won an Oscar? Because it was a good movie, and it came from Korea to America. Americans started watching it, and it won an Oscar. If I tell somebody there's a good Korean movie, they're gonna go on the wrong website, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> depends. Why on is everything the, censored? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> everything's blurry. <laughs> so, 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 who's giving the advice? <laughs> I, I probably, I am one of not not the only one, but one of the people who always try to make movies and even try to show it around the world to not just Armenians, you know? Lost and Found in Armenia is one of those projects where I brought an American actor, you know, a, a story that, you know, America and Armenia were kind of got together, you know, even I did, it was very successful, you know, you, you were still is on Amazon Prime, people could watch it, and I have gotten so many messages that not, non-Armenian watched and liked the movie, yeah. you know? It's just, it's just, 
it's just what you want to tell, what kind of movie you want to tell, what kind of story you want to tell. If you if you do do a good one, and I think you could you could you could you know. Do you think it's like maybe like a cultural issue as far as like Armenians write a movie and then our people see it and go like this? Oh, you know what 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 kind of will it even be a good movie? Especially the Armenians here, because we're so spoiled with Hollywood, and the yeah. Hollywood production and movies come out. You see something come out of Armenia, you look at it, you you kind of yeah. hesitate, and you kind of no. Actually, even even if they are bad movies, Armenians like to watch it, and they they say it's a good movie. Honestly, let's say the last what was that movie that came out uh, uh, from Armenia? No, not from Armenia. No, not from Armenia. Pash. Oh, the, uh, the genocide promise, movie. The promise. The promise. The promise. The promise. Yeah. Is promise a good movie, guys? <clears throat> no. Okay, but every Armenian talks about it that is one of the best movies ever. No, really? I think it was I, I I I I think that they 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 tell everybody to watch it because it's about the Armenian yeah, genocide that's what and it's things about. like that. But it's not a good movie. It's no. not. It didn't. It's a very ju- bad movie. It didn't do justice. It didn't do justice. It the story is you don't know who's the main well, character. As an what? Armenian, I got confused. Now, if you're not Armenian, try to watch that movie. Good luck. I, I was. I was. Looking I think forward I, to yeah. goosebumps and stuff. I had zero goosebumps. Too much skipping around. Yeah, yeah, you I, didn't I, know no, where they were. Skipping around. It was yeah. Production design was nice. Everything looked very n- colorful. The money you know, was used. The, <laughs> the most of it, I'm assuming. Well, the, <laughs> major, majority of it went to Christian Bale. <laughs> yeah, but the movie, the movie itself. If you're gonna make a really good genocide movie, make something like about Soho Montelian. You know, something that we know about. Something is. Is that something in your realm? No, no, but but why a, not go? Because that's a story that you, I know you know very very well. But I, for something to for me to do that, I think I have to come there because right now, uh, or to, something about Comitas, bro. Yeah, to make a movie like that, you need like twenty, thirty, forty million dollars, and for me to go uh, to write a script like that, who's gonna give me that forty million or thirty million dollars to make? It? I Cut don't check. Yeah, if somebody's willing to, you know, all the Armenians get together and say, oh, we need a genocide movie. Let's make a movie about Soho Montelian and so to show it to everybody. And, you know, if we have the money, we definitely will get a distribution too, you know? It's, it's, no, let's uh, collect the money from the Teleton and basically feed it to the wolves. <laughs> yeah, so... You guys know who, who paid for the promise, right? Yeah, I know who mm. paid for the promise, but the... The, the the man died before the movie mm, came, and I don't know who got what and what they did. And because so the, the try, to was com- <laughs> try to convince another billionaire to give you 110 million. So here's my question: That same people that made the promise that could have invested flopped. that same money yes. in making that studio what it could be today. Mm-hmm. Do you understand where I was yeah, going I with all this? Is that money they spent on the promise was plenty to remodel Here's that the thing, whole the, studio. The promise would have been a better. The promise would have been a better movie if it actually emphasized the genocide. No, of, it would have been a good movie if it had a good storyline. Exactly. It doesn't have it was to. A, be, it was a love it, movie. That's what it was. But there were no. Bro, I the love was thrown in there. I just couldn't to understand keep you what was the uh, my main character's mission. There, Mar- was, there the, was no mission. Then, then there's no story. The mission was the story. The survival was the the mission. No, there was no survival, bro. No, he was. It was. It was a guy who basically fell in love with the French bitch. He basically (laughs) went after her, and then don't say that. And then and then he had an affair with her. Went back. Oh, his wife. Oh, you're pregnant now. Oh, okay. And then his wife was killed. The main character did not have a mission. There was didn't have a problem. So that's why there was no story. There was no story. Uh, You know, uh, like if you. 
Schindler List, right? Yeah. Let's let's talk about that. Okay, written by an Armenian. Written by Was an Armenian. It? Yes. Really? Of Schindler's course. List. Steven Zalian. I never, I didn't know there were, who the writer was. So, written I, by an Armenian. So we can write a Jewish Holocaust movie. Well, we can't but. write a freaking genocide movie. <laughs> That's hilarious. Hold on, hold on. Sigour, we didn't crazy. know that. Like, okay, so I know Spielberg de- directed it. Did it? it? Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Screenplay. Steven Zolian, yeah? <laughs> Holy shit. See, Art, uh, uh, an Armenian who lives in Fresno. That's crazy. Okay. An Armenian-American screenwriter. So... You know Arthur Arthur Sarkisian, right? He's a producer. Wow, as well, won an right? Academy Award and Golden Globe for Schindler's List. Yes, that's crazy. Yeah. Shit. Okay, so he wrote he wrote Schindler's List. Okay, he's a great writer. He wrote many many very good movies that you have seen. Probably you don't know that he has yeah. done. But the concept of the movie is the main character is not a Jew, is a German, mm-hmm. and he has a mission. His mission is that he wants to open up a a factory where he's, well, he's going to use the Jews to work for free for him, and he's going to make a lot of money. That's his mission. But his mission changes throughout the film where he understands that he has to save them, not you know let them die mm-hmm. from the Germans. And he's a German character. So there's a whole kind of a very important mission where he starts with something else and then does something else. There's a character arc. There's something important. In Promise... There's no character arc. We don't know what our main character wants. Who was the main character? The main character was, was it Christian I guess, Bale or no, the other no, guy? No, no, no. Christian Bale was just another. He was a supporting actor. Supporting mm-hmm. actor, but useless. I think the best paid supporting actor. <laughs> I think the highest paid actor in the whole damn movie. <clears throat> yeah, probably. like uh, Angela Serafian. Again, I don't think had a Angela movie. Serafian could have not been in the movie. Literally, the movie. Yeah. they could have just put in somebody else. Yes. Um, there was no point of yeah. you know the the lady the Cardi per- the B would have done a great job in that. <laughs> and I know I I remember Angela telling me that that was the last time that she would do something like an Armenian movie where you know she always passionate about about you know being in Armenian movies with and Armenian then thing. and then and then and then she she she, she yeah and the, she gets let down and she's it's not what she always thinks and, and at the end of the day it leaves a mark on her pretty much her track record of in course sense. yeah. See, Levick is saying it was a good movie. He says the promise didn't didn't need a mission. See, but uh, if it wasn't an Armenian movie, it wasn't about the Armenian genocide. Would Levick talk about that? Probably not. Well, Levick lives in Vegas, so his his opinion is different. <laughs> Come on, man! <laughs> you understand? He's pulling there's, the strings. There's like things that, that, uh, it's different. No, yeah. I completely understand. Yeah. For me, it's it's first for us when it comes to movie making, it's. You know, when you build a house, the most important thing is the blueprint. The blueprint is the script. If the script is bad, the the movie is going to be bad. If the blueprint of the house is bad, it's going to be a shitty house. It's, yes, it's going to be a bad house. It's not going to work normally. It's going to have a lot of problems. I mean, the, the foundation is important too. You can have great blueprint, but if you can't set a foundation, the rest of what yes, you're building but, doesn't you know, get but, there. But you know, that movie was done an Oscar-nominated director. Yeah. With an Oscar-nominated actor. Yes. Or supporting actor, yes. call it. But the blueprint was bad. Horrible. What would you have done differently? I mean, through your I wouldn't eyes. do that movie at all. That at story all? was not interesting. There's no interesting story okay. there. Okay. It's an Armenian genocide movie. It You're... doesn't have to be about the genocide. So what, It has to what be would it something be? that happened at the genocide. Like the Schindler List. Something happened at the genocide. Not... Well, technically, it, this is what it was. Yeah, for me, Soho Montelian, you know, killing... 
being Talat Pasha as a revenge and going to prison, going to a trial and getting not guilty is a stronger story than very just, strong. Than, than in the uh, middle of Berlin, it's, it's a daylight, true story. That's and a, a true story. And a true story. You know, like but then do you see how today he gets it's away? Not be he gets away with murder by murder. Yeah, by murder. But uh, because you know, he, Gord, that won't get accepted today. In today's reality, that story will not get accepted. But it's a true right story. Way. It is a true story. But today's reality will not look at Solomon Tellerian's story as a norm. It just won't because no, you just ha- you have to you have to tell it the right way. You have to tell it the right way. It's the storytelling. You know, you have to tell it the right way. Is honestly, I would I would say <coughs> the Solomon Tellerian is almost like. Steven Spielberg's uh, thing, Munich story. Mm. You know, remember the Munich where the... Uh, Olympic. Oh, the Olympic, Olympic movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Something the, happened during some, the Olympics. Something happened during the Olympics and then the Mossad took five people and they... Uh, <gasps> you said the word. <laughs> and uh, they sent uh, to, you know, assassinate the, the people who kind of organized the thing. So, so... I don't know. I mean, I... That's why, hence the reason why I was asking you. I mean, through the eyes of somebody who's done production, direct. I mean, first of all, for me, and a lot of directors, I think they always try to find the story that they're comfortable to tell the story. It's something that they know how to tell. But the would story. you incorporate massacres in the in the movie? Depends how you write the script. Is it important? Is it, it is it helping you to tell that story? You know, like. When you saw, have you, when is the last time you saw the movie Jaws? Jaws? Jaws. Oh shit! Probably about maybe a month ago, two months ago. Have you seen it? Of course. Okay. You don't see the shark in the movie. No, very. You see the shark like in full flesh at the end of the movie. Yes. It's a terrible. Yeah. Anim- sorry, sorry. It's a terrible animatronic I, shark. But yeah, you see but it. but the whole the idea that it's so scary, that's so good because you don't see the shark. It's your imagination. The suspense. The suspense. Your imagination is so strong. That you don't need the shark to tell you how scary it is. But you see, the thing is, you see the shark's fin, and you're like, shit, it's there. I, I, but I get what you mean. I know. What but you the mean. music they add to it yeah, makes the, the, the there's a lot. Yes, so there's a lot better. of a lot of the fun stuff. I think everything. it's John Williams, right? The music. Yeah, it's John Williams. That guy's it's crazy. Like every time you see the Hans fin, Zimmer. that same beat and is in music? your head. Like doesn't get away, get out of your mind. Stays there. You can't touch John Williams' music. John Williams. I love Hans Zimmer. Hans, Hans Zimmer is great. Don't get me wrong, but John jo- John Williams is. What's another movie he did? Indiana Jones, Indiana Star, Jones Wars. Star Wars, Home Alone. It's like so famous. Robin uh, thing. Uh, every Hook. single, every single Jurassic, every Jurassic single Park. Okay, every single George Lucas and Spielberg movie it's is John done Williams. by John Williams. But compared to, I mean, to me, and I think I know music. Hans Zimmer bit. is just. <laughs> that's Bro, what it is. Gladiator. <laughs> Are you kidding? Gladiator. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> no, it's not. The Last Samurai. Mostly. The it Last. Just... I mean, all this movie. <laughs> there's no emotion in John Williams. Yeah, in Schindler. Oh man. Are you kidding w- me? Which one? I think uh, Schindler's J- List. Schindler's List. Okay, but <laughs> plenty of emotion. Jaws or John uh, Jurassic Park. Jurassic which Park. One? Are you kidding me, man? You hear Jurassic Park? It's like right off the bat. His can you music is mute. Jurassic Park and watch it. You I'll, can't watch I'll guarantee it. You, I'll play music from John Williams, and you you'll know what music. You would know which movie, movie it is. You can't mute any movie, even the stupidest movie without Look music. At Raiders yeah. of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Et even he did. I understand they're big hits. Don't get me wrong, but to me, Et's music doesn't do anything. Guess what else? How about did? Star Wars? 
Forget. Here, oh, here's a good no, Saving I'm, Private Ryan. I don't remember the uh, screen. Superman. I understand it's it's huge. Don't get me wrong. Harry Potter. But that then 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 doesn't do anything for me. No, it's not about that. About the it's not about doing anything for you. <laughs> it's about putting a trademark to a thing where you hear it oh, that, and you know that it's part of that. I completely wrong. understand that. I'm not That's disagreeing with that. But what I'm saying is from it doesn't just like the promise didn't give me goosebumps. Dun, 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 he, doesn't give bro, me he goosebumps. did the Olympics team. Okay, great. Yeah, but no like goosebumps. Zero. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> if I listen to uh Gladiator's score right now, I'll still get chills. Or I listen to That has something to do with the, the movie? No, Duduk. That might no, grab even you. not the doo-doo part. It's the Armenian talking. It's the doo I think so. I think I the think doo-doo so. grabs you because it doesn't do okay, the same how about, to everybody. How about the uh, uh, Last Samurai? There's no doo in Last That's Samurai. Ron in there was nice doo I don't remember Look, if Hans Zimmer I will never that. question music, me and you. Come on. Like, no, I, I get know it. He's, you're he's a musical a musician. Music guy, that's mm. why. But again, John Williams, You just you, there's something about John Williams where the music he's he's written for the movies, it's just like it's... You hear it, I, you it's know. It's made me more identifiable. Yes, 100%. yes. I'm, not, for, I'm for, not arguing that. And when it comes to movies, that's very important to put a trademark. I completely, I'm not arguing that. I'm saying... There's so many um, good composers that done so many interesting s- music for movies that you remember the music better than the movie. Like the mm-hmm. soundtrack sometimes, like... Yeah. It's the maker, like Titanic. Braveheart. The sound, yeah, Braveheart Titan- is great. Well, Titanic. I've, who did Titanic? It was a uh, thing. Uh, Celine Dion. No, but, no, that's but, the but song. That's Celine the song. Dion. No, that's the sound- soundtrack. Was her right? Yeah, yeah but the, the music was the music was written by. Uh, oh, I don't composer. know. Who wrote the music, like, let, let me. I. Sure. You guys have all seen Game of Thrones, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, Game of Thrones was written by that Indian guy. The music. Okay. What do you think of that music? Repetitive. Repetitive. List. After mm-hmm. season five, it was the same music. It's just that he took one portion of it and he changed it. What's the one he wrote something about? The, it had a lady's name in it. Um, the red, the red woman. No, no, no. Which a one? Different one. Uh, or what do you think of Gladiator as a movie? I, like, I liked it. I I like that movie. I I like Ridley Scott. I like his movies. His, his uh, movie is good, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I liked his brother's movies better, Tony Scott's movies, because they were more, they were different. He always tried to do raw stuff, you know? The movie, like, Men on Fire. I don't know if you guys have seen that movie. That's oh, yes. one of my favorite. Me, Great. Yeah, Men, yeah, Men on Fire is one of my favorite movies. And, like, True Romance uh, is one of my favorite movies that he did. There's a lot of, a lot of interesting techniques and styles he has changed throughout the years, Tony Scott. Ridley Scott is a very classic director, you know. How do that? There's a there's a there's a new TV show coming out that he did for Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott for HBO Max, something very unique, uh, like a futuristic but like alien style kind of a movie. So let's see what happens. Uh, How was asking about the Ottoman lieutenant being pretty much. like was the rebuttal for the movie The Promise? He wanted to know what your thoughts are about that. What, what about like the being a contradicting character in a sense? Oh, as in helping the Armenian? I mean, that was done in the sense of in the script where it was trying to show not every you know uh, Turkish, a Turk- yeah. Turkish person is an bad. enemy or a, or a bad person. I I think that's a, a 
you know, that movie has so many other problems for me that that thing didn't, I really didn't care if he was a good character or a bad character. So, uh, but, you know, they, you do those kind of things too in the movie to make it, you know, you know, I, I don't know if it was done for political reasons mm-hmm. or it was done because it helped the story, but for me, it didn't do anything. How many times have you watched it? Once. And I watched it after it was on Amazon. And that's it. Which was recently. No, <sighs> no, oh, no, it, no. it just hit Netflix. Oh, Netflix. A year and Netflix. a half ago, something like that. I so many when it, when a lot of people that saw it and said it was bad to me, when people tell me it's a bad movie, I try not to watch it anymore. Why? Why waste of my energy and time but to watch movie it? Movie something. But then, then I watched it because it was you know. You just want to see be, how bad yeah. it was. <laughs> no, no, because well, why? Have you ever it was been bad? surprised when everyone says it's a bad movie and you tend to like it? That, Sometimes happens. You I would imagine. No, I, it would be the opposite. There was people will say it's a good movie, and I would watch it, and it's a bad movie. Really? Because yeah. well, I, I would, say, I would think you wouldn't different. agree with the majority. Though. The thing is, he he He's watches pretty, it through yeah. a different eye. Exactly. You're not going to agree like, with most people's. A lot of people say Avatar is a good movie. For me, it's not a good movie. Well, I have yet to see Avatar. What happened to Avatar? I thought the second one. Second was one supposed is going to come, come out. Some yeah, yeah. Crazy. It's a good animated. Affects movie, but it's not a. How's the story? Be? I haven't seen it. It's the, the Pocahontas. It's, the po- it's actually copy paste of Pocahontas. I heard here's the reason. Here's why I haven't watched it. F- friends of mine saw the movie in IMAX 3D or real 3D or whatever it was, and then it came out on Blu-ray or digital or whatever it was, and they said it wasn't the same as it was in the theaters. So then it's not in theaters anymore. Um, if it's not the same as the experience that they had yeah. in. The movie theaters. I was like, okay, fuck it. I'm not gonna watch it. So I, until today, I you're I, not curious yeah. to see it. No, I, 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 the the way they kind of presented it to me, saying it's not the same as it was in theaters. At this point, I'm just like, screw it. Why should I watch it? Mm. I don't want to watch it. But and it's a four but hour the good movie, thing is it? that the the, um, the group of friends that I have that are in that like movies are our taste is a little bit similar. So they, I would recommend mm. movies to them. They would watch. They would like it and. They would recommend something that I would, I will enjoy. What it. genre do you like the most? Oh, my favorite genre is thriller. Really? Thriller? Yeah. Funny, right? That I a like. I do with thriller. Uh, yeah, it's like that's my. It's the genre that I love to watch. That I really enjoy, like dark David Fincher kind of style movies, like Fight Club, Seven, you know, Panic Room, that kind of things. You know, like very. So you like the jumpy type of movies, uh, keeping you on the edge. Of your the seat. girl in the dragon tattoo, something like that. I like that format of movie. I like Korean movies because they're very dark. There is, there's always a serial killer or very thrillery. You know, so Whoa. that I, I I this is something that I enjoy. It's something that I want to do. That I could do is, mm, I'm strong. In comedy, I feel maybe could you more pull com- it off? Confident in comedy, maybe, maybe. Uh, I n- never thought of it, but it's not my format of that. I want to do a movie like that, but I really enjoy watching it. Because you were saying, mentioning something where you would you would see it in your head as far as the whole editing process mm-hmm. is a thriller, something where you could actually see it in your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's about, it's about the storytelling. Like lately, um, you know. Uh, I've been I've been working on a couple of different scripts, and one of them is actually not a comedy, but more like a, a family movie. I want to do like a an Armenian fairy tale movie, mm-hmm. because which we don't have, we never fairy has been tale? done. Fairy tale? Do we tale have movie? any fairy tales? Mm-hmm. Of course, of course like, we do, but yeah. they're all What's copied. Fairy from, tale? 
Carmen Gilharka, which no, is Carmen Gilharka is not an Armenian. No, well, it's not Armenian. Is, I, what, I, what, I, what I did is I took Hovhannes Tumanian's fairy tales, okay. the book, the book, and I I wrote a script where a modern father and son who have who live in this era fall into a Hovhannes Tumanian fairy tale world, and now they have to help each other, meeting all those Hovhannes Tumanian characters, Zahor Panosh, Kaznazar, Sutlik Vorskhan. Alice in Wonderland. I actually remember that book, the purple cover, right? The book. There's so many of them, but yeah, but I know which one you're talking about. So, so I have something like that I've been working on that I want to do for the Armenian kids, for, for them to learn who are the Hovhannes Tumanian characters and I want to do a movie for Armenian kids for them to hear an Armenian language, you mm-hmm. know, something like that. So I've been working on that this couple L- of years. Literally like an Alice in Wonderland. Alice mm-hmm. in Wonderland is a different, different storyline. Mine is she, more... Uh, well, uh, yours, I know, you're getting, you're meeting characters, but Alice in Wonderland, she falls into basically... Yes, yeah, so, yeah, she, she falls into a, like a... a, a sleep a, and goes into like, she meets different characters like the Mad Hatter and all that stuff. So it's, it's very similar too, but obviously yours is more of a meeting actual characters that are part of other... Yes, other, other stories that you know. Exactly, yeah. yeah and yeah. situations that you know. Yeah, you know? I get what you mean. That's I get what crazy. You mean. Okay. We have someone commenting on some of the older characters, Hovhannes Tumayan, and it's like, wow, it's just coming back to you, know? Of course. But uh, we'll get to some of the questions, but uh, there's, there's obviously one more, one more topic that I'd love to talk about as far as um, what's going on with the future of the movie industry and where everything is headed, especially after, again, a topic that every week we try to avoid, but you can't because... <laughs> It's happening right now, current events. Mm-hmm. COVID-19 is going on. Theaters mm-hmm. are closed. Everything is going digital. We had a, a, a blockbuster 2020 lined up as far as in the movie industry with a bunch of good movies that were going to be coming out and everything kind of got shut down. Mm-hmm. Well, do you know what, as far as what the plans are with the movie industry or I mean, what's going to happen? Or do you think it's, it, this is going to be molding AMC into... AMC is opening up the theaters in... Uh, in a, in a, possibly, possibly with the tenant coming out, yeah, you know, and they were doing some kind of a fifteen cents for a movie, kind of a. Was it August fifteenth? Was the opening date? Was it uh, September fifteenth? September. I think it was okay. September fifteenth. Yeah. I so, feel like it, will the movie industry ever recover from this? I probably it will take some time because, uh, I mean, people have to stop, you know, being scared and go going back to the same old life they had i guess sitting next to each other and watching a movie do you personally think we'll ever have old life back yes you but person- i believe that it will come back but it will take a while how long a while maybe your your estimation 2023 no. what if i like told you you're no, over yeah no, you're no, like we're over it we're over it like you know i could do a show and you guys will not think about wearing masks and coming to my show yeah that's what i'm talking about like, I w- nobody will try to. I'm gl- I'm, I, I or, wish you're right because I don't think it's ever coming back. That's no, just no, 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 no. It will come back. It will come back. It will come back. It will be sad that my <laughs> son will go to school until 12th grade on, in front of a computer. That's sad. That will be very how, sad. How is your family taking that whole situation right It's now? very hard. Uh, for a moment when it started, I was like, for a moment, I was m- making fun of everybody and telling everybody, like, I am 
honestly living on in the Groundhog Day. Every single day is the same day for me. I wake up, I see my wife, I see my kids at the same same place every day. Every then, day is like the same day, repeating and repeating, repeating. But uh, shit, man. But you know, but I've been working. I've been doing fun stuff. I've been, I've been actually. Uh, I always wanted to <clears throat> do something, and I never had the time and. This was exactly the time for me. I wanted to remaster Big Story in a Small City, my first movie. Uh-huh. Because when we did it at that time, digital was just beginning. It was the beginning of it digital. It wasn't even widescreen. It's it shot sixteen by nine. But it wasn't but it wasn't presented in sixteen by nine. It was presented but we did it only for D V D. So the quality was not ten eighty P. So I had to go back and find the tapes, the digital tapes, recapture them, put the movie back together, do a a nicer color correction with the technology. You do all that or there's a studio? That uh, that? I understand. I have people that help me, mm. but uh, I, 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 I know how to do a lot of the stuff. I've made, I taught myself to do it because when I was young, there, I didn't have anybody to do it for me. So You taught yourself? I taught myself to do it, like, you know, the editing part. And the thing. No, the remastering. Yeah. Remastering was is like to bring the old, the, the old material back. Edit, basically, right? I, I, I had the movie on, and I just found the the the, the material and just you know put it back together. Mm-hmm. The movie on 1080p, you know, mm-hmm. the high, HD quality, and then and then because I never liked how we color corrected the movie when 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Now it's brighter. It's yeah, more it's, vibrant. It's, it's so 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 nice. So, but they do that all with all the movies, you yeah. know. So, and then I did the sound. I I kind of did it like a a pass with the new sound effects. You know, the new technology that we have now that we didn't have 15 years ago. You just apply it to existing movies. Yes, basically. we just apply it to uh, the thing. A lot of the sound in the movies nowadays is filmed post production, like the rains, the footsteps, the cars. All that stuff is all. It's all. It's always been post production. Most of it is post production. It it's just better. Be, it's better quality now. Yes, uh, it, I mean that was one of the things I really wanted to do, and I did that. I kind of wanted because I wanted to like release it as its 15th anniversary kind of a thing. Next year is the 15th anniversary, mm. so I was. I, st- I did that. I wrote. A, I wrote another script that we were going to shoot it. Uh, we were going to plan to shoot it. You know, this year, but you know. We'll probably shoot it next year. So that's what that's what everybody wants. So to we know were we're hoping that everything will be okay. So we all this stuff that we're doing. But why can't you shoot movies though? Because well, everybody's got to be in mass, six feet apart, COVID testing. They're seeing other people. They'll come in. Somebody from production might get sick. Oh, but it's, it's, it's as soon as cl- someone comes and headed. says they're so COVID positive, you're done. And too much and, liability, man. And you know, it's like thousands of thousands of dollars that you spend every day on a lot of stuff. And if something goes wrong in that day, you just lose that thousand. Picture of this. Of you start production. You start filming. Day one goes by. Day two goes by. Day three goes by. And Gore, then, Gore gets COVID. <gasps> and he's the director. Mm-hmm. What happens? Shuts down. He wears a mask. No, shuts no, down. shuts down, bro. <laughs> he's going to come in in an E.T. jumpsuit. Armand, does his mask prevent coronavirus? Depends on your IQ. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate that. You've been tested 94 times. <laughs> you guys want to see something crazy? I'm so sure I went in, we're going to see it. No. I went and donated blood the other day <gasps> to, the, to the Red Cross. Uh, and Did they take blood? So I tested right negative now? for COVID again, and my blood test came back, and they actually said, Hey, Arno, congratulations. 
You've actually had COVID-19 and you test positive for the antibodies. Which is good. Which is good. So now so you I can read participate about it. in the uh, convalescent I can't, study? I basically can't get COVID sure at this I'm point. Sure. Thank you. Sure I'll I'll but I heard so. something about someone in China re so hold on, here's getting re-coronavirus. So here's the thing. I, I, I slept next to my wife who had COVID. I tested negative multiple times. Three weeks ago, tested again, negative. Tested again, negative. But I have the antibody now. Since they did, my, they took my blood, meaning, you. I, I mean, I could maybe be. Maybe my immune system is strong, but you I'm may a have wa- developed it. I'm a walking example of you can't get it twice. You can't. Can't. But every organism is different. That's what I'm saying. Uh, maybe my immune system is stronger. I don't know. Vitamin C, vitamin A, zinc. Take it every day. What can I tell and, you? And regular masturbation. Absolutely, twice a day. <laughs> Sometimes three. Three? That's milking it, bro. What are you talking about? Come on. You got to get your blood flowing, your energy going. <laughs> Haven't you seen Wolf of Wall Street? Oh. <laughs> Great movie. Can't believe it didn't win an Oscar. Oh, How man. can that have won an Oscar, though? Didn't, are you kidding me, didn't man? He win, didn't Leo win something? No, Leo, Leo won an Oscar for that other movie where the bear attacked him, the one I haven't seen. Revenant? I think so. Yeah. It was Revenant. He won the Oscar for Well, because it was just him and the bear. <laughs> the whole movie. Like, what, did, what did the bear win? Well, JJ's like, oh no, you have a tester on your keychain. Yeah, I have an EpiPen in my back pocket as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, anything else you guys want to touch base on before we call it a night? Well, we had some questions. Yeah. You said you were going to go over. Well, yeah, it. Good. Why don't you go over it? I I can't see it on this feed. Oh, so what are you looking at? You keep on doing that. <laughs> I'm actually I'm watching porn. porn. <laughs> I'm on Pornhub, bro. Get your hands out of your pocket. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm watching the the Korean, I like the, Korean, Korean the Korean the Korean movie. God was telling me about. So, but I think you guys are concerned about COVID. You should be more concerned about the asteroid hitting Earth. On ah, November it's the size second. of a refrigerator. No, it's the size People of a truck. Truck. <laughs> size of a uh, truck. No, no, no. Size of a fifty-three trailer truck. No That's man, it's said it's is, that gonna ha- is that going to happen this year too? November second, yeah, right, be- right the day before election. before election. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Which area is it falling? We don't know yet. Depending on the hour it hits. Which one? Which one? I didn't hear it, sir. I hope there's no abarantzi. I did read someone say something about Solomon Telerian's story where if you did want to do a movie on that. Ani Aroyan. No, Jake Gevorkian said it. For a Telerian movie, you'd have to get an approval from the grandson of Nemesis. No, you don't. Probably some secret society. There's a thing. In America, there's a thing. If you're a public thing. Public person, you don't have to get any approval to do anything about it because you're your reputation and he's dead. It's not like something I could I could even write a fake story about it. Definitely. Like when when thing uh, based on a true story, basically. Even when Quentin Tarantino wrote a story, you know that Hitler died in Inglorious Bastards, he wrote it. Nobody in, in the thing said you know you have to take get an approval from the Hitler's family or something like that or somebody that is relative to it. No, it doesn't work that way. There you go. There you go on that one. <laughs> when uh, they made so- social network on uh, Zach, uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg. Nobody have asked his approval to make that movie. 
Yeah, see? Makes sense. I think stuff that says based on a true story. But <laughs> I think that you have to buy. If you're adapting on a book or something, you have to buy the well, rights yeah, of, of course. Yeah, that's totally different. But if I have the story I know that I'm telling in my version of the story, you, I don't have to know. I think what they may be referring to is more so, Jake may be referring to how um, the, the Turkish government or the amount of lobbyists If you do a movie like that, you're going to have so much headaches from mm. so many people, yeah. honestly. But I think that ti- t- I, I think that time is not right now. I Maybe you ever see yourself. Edmund wore a flag and the guy got canned almost from the UFC. So yeah, he got <laughs> fined big time for Artsakh flag. flag. Well, remember, because it's not recognized as a actual country. That's the reason why. I, want, I, have, I have my own flag I've created on my block. I can't wear it to the... What are you, part of Chaz? Yes. He created his own why Chaz. Not? He why pays not? property tax on the whole Chaz area. If I have my own flag, I can't wear it because it's not a country. You created treason. Gord, do you but see yet? yourself going into other genres? I'm sorry. I, I want to. I actually <laughs> want to. I think I'm. I I feel more comfortable now that I could do a different genre of movies. But I have to find something that I believe that I'm comfortable of telling, and I will tell it the right way. You know. Do, I, you, I, do you see yourself maybe ten years from now bring bringing out the Solomon Telerian story yourself? Yeah, I think so. <coughs> if 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 I believe that uh, it's a project that it's possible to do. That I believe that there are people who are helping me and backing me up with, you know, investments and all the stuff that I have to, you know, it's a very, it's a very Long hard process. and expensive project to do. You know, if I feel that I have the right people next to me to help me to make a movie like that, I would love to. I actually do have an idea how I would like to tell that story, because you know the Solomon Italian story. There's two versions. There's the the legend version that people know how it happened, and there's the actually real version how it happened. You know. What do you mean? So What's the difference between the, the real <laughs> difference? Is when he assassinated, he told the story that he was uh, uh, he escaped from the you know the from the Turks and he, his family was slaughtered and blah blah blah. But actually, he was part of uh, the awesome. pr- uh, project. Uh, what was it Nemesis. called? Project Nemesis, where he was. As an assassin, assassinated him. So he was hired as an assassin. Yes. Not hired. He Not was hired. Chosen. He, was, he was chosen. There was a few assassins sitting at that table, and he was chosen to carry uh, from, it out. Yeah, from what the the story that I heard was literally the the first one you said, which yeah, was there's the legend story. Yeah, and then he he walks up to him and yeah, boom. that's the, but he actually they planned it. They he was chosen to assassinate. Majority it. of the planning yeah. was done here. In so hold on, what was Southern what California. was the thing then? What was this as far as okay his case in court? They he they act he acted that he his, was his family he was, was massacred. He, That's what was the story. Yeah, behind but that him. was not true. So it was oh shit. He acted. He they they planned everything that you know. No, but his family wasn't massacred. But one thousand one point one point five million Armenians were massacred. Yeah. So he was. Uh, it was it was something that you know they planned it very well. So. The, the interesting is to tell the story in po- both versions, you know, first show the legend version and then the tr- show the truth version, you know, that would be interesting. That's a nice idea to start, put together. Start off with the legend and then kind of go yeah. back in time. Yeah. That's not a bad idea, man. That's cool. That's not a bad idea. That's the that's type of story where it's like, okay, you know what? It's a thriller. It keeps you on your seat. Yes. There's a story behind. Yeah, man. You, you actually you, you actually start uh, the movie in the middle in the sense of he assassinates Talat Pasha, and you end him assassinating. You know, like you go, 
you go from the middle to the end and you start from beginning and go to the middle that's how you tell the story see that's mm. a smart way of doing it you finish the movie but with sometimes the could be confusing when well, you do it that way no there's no, there's several movies I'm trying to think of that have done used that Tarantino does that all the Tarantino? time every Tarant- time Tarantino's mind works differently bro that guy's movies are insane. Like it's like it's jumping from God knows what to what. No, there's so many movies like that. I mean, the storytelling going back yeah. and forth. It's it's a normal thing. It's a, it's a, it's actually it's more interesting to watch a story like that. They can know? overdo that process. Like sometimes, pro- sometimes, like the promise overdid that process. I don't even remember if they have done something like that. <laughs> they they jumped too much. That whole movie, I got confused. I didn't know where we were at that. Yeah. Time. Okay. So no, no, it was. Like I said, uh, well, the last dance they jumped around a lot. <laughs> yeah, the last dance is actually the that's the that's kind yeah. of. A but the last dance is great, man. That's one probably one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. Really, very. Well I think done, so. Yeah. It was f- the getting the guys back to tell the story behind it and everything, and in, in especially during the whole quarantine process where there is no NBA and you're watching this, you it's like reminiscing back in the day, Jordan, Rodman, Pippen. Their entire story, yeah. man. Actually, Last Dance, and there's another one, um, very well done documentary on HBO called McMillions. It's about actually the, um, you know, the McDonald had the Monopoly game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So FBI decides to investigate. investigate the thing because somebody heard that it could be a fraud. And it is actually been a fraud for many, many, many years. The McDonald's Monopoly M- game. M- 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 yeah, McDonald's. You always but not by McDonald's. A somebody, an Italian uh, a family who just decided to steal the stuff and give it to the family members and only the family members were the ones who were winning the million dollars. You're shitting me, man. So they had all the winning cups. <coughs> somebody, what is it called? McMillions? McMillions. It's actually so, an amazing documentary. Amazing. There you go. Uh, That's going to be on my list. McMillions. Wow. Hmm. It was on HBO. That's crazy stuff. Bro. I gotta watch it. Gore says there's also make sure Freemasons in it. Uh, Talat was a Freemason who killed brothers such as Makartich, Peshik Tashlian. Uh, Masons have rule you can't kill your brother. Honestly, I don't. I have not researched enough. Mm-hmm. I just know like the, the legends, the, le- the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me to go into the something like that, I have to really research and. You know, uh, get all the information that I need to write the right story, you know, or to get somebody to write the right story. Fact checked everything. Basically. Yeah, it's not, for me, it's something that, yeah. Well, just type it on Facebook. You'll fact check it for you. <laughs> Everybody's a politician. And no, no, no. Facebook actually does that. Oh, come on, bro. You don't believe it? The other day, here, I, I swear, I, I posted a meme okay. of, of Barack Obama giving the. Um, that uh, lifetime award, what's it called? The Medal of Medal of uh, Honor Award, Honor, or yeah. whatever it is, Pre- Presidential Award or Presidential no, Honor a, Award, or Medal of Valor, whatever, man. Yeah, the, anyway, the pedophilia award. So one of them, <laughs> wine, you know, the, the meme that has Bill Cosby and Weinstein yes, on the there, pedophilia award. Yes. Yes. When you post that, it fact checks it. It says he never gave it to them, and I googled it, and Facebook was right. So he didn't give it to them. To Weinstein no, man, those or are fake Bill Cosby, pictures, yeah. bro. No, they're fake pictures then. Yeah. Well, I have another I- idea. What do you think about it? Like instead of like very not a, making a very historical Armenian movie, but making like a movie about the the Armenian Velvet Revolution. What do you think about that? This is something that it's sketchy, bro. Well, it's how? very sketchy. Because let me tell you this: 
it would be a great movie if it succeed if the are if the actual revolution succeeded. Right now, it's failing. No, revolution got succeeded. It's something. No, no, no. But as far as the government itself being, the revolution happening and revolution was and only going to be a revolution if they and, changed and the succeeding. laws themselves. Yeah. I the think revolution be, doesn't really happen until you change the whole law book. You can't just take over the laws that exist. No, no, the, say, but hey, the, the, that's what they're trying to do, which is taking them a long time. Well, Surge, they want to do it by could have been done quickly in two days. You know that. Serge Tankin well. had a movie, right? It was or a documentary. Documentary. It's supposed to come out. It didn't come out, or it did it come out. Serge Tankin was, I think, wrote the music for it. Or yeah, there was some. There, I know he was there involved. There is a revolution in it. movie, right? Documentary. Documentary. Yeah, it's a documentary. I mean, okay. no, 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 like. Because I what would it be like as far as like going back in time to how ni- is it going to be about Nicole Pashinyan? I be, no because I have spoken to a lot. Um, some of my friends are part of the you know the, were part of the Velvet Revolution. I have spoken to them and I've spoken to the people who actually organized the Velvet Revolution. I think it will be more interesting to see the, the Velvet st- Revolution. Revolution had organizers, of course. Oh man, of course. Like what do you mean organizers? Bro? Like people, a group of people who were. Telling Nicole what to do. Like how many months prior to the whole walking and all this They show. started doing... Because I know he trained for that walking. I don't know he if you didn't guys tra- heard that. He didn't no, really he train. No, he admitted to the training. He didn't really, really train, but they started planning it since February. Wow, that's crazy. And, uh, and I was always think thought of that, the story behind those like uh, people who were, you know, kind of the... That gave the idea of, you know, Nicole walking, which was Mahitar's idea. Okay. Uh, who is the, one of the politicians now? Uh, and his brother is the one that yeah, had the, the song, song yes, right? Yeah. So I know. So is, yeah. yeah. So I always thought that from their point of view, how they organized it and how things organized it and improvised it, how things came together. I think there's so many interesting stories there. It, it would have to be like a drama type of movie. It is a drama. Would where you agree? You have the close close-up angles, the paperwork being like like mixed, sure. like you know what I mean, like. What are those like really close shot films where it has to be something like I would say Argo, you know? Yes, like, like in that format. So would you agree the Sasnats alert had a big, big uh, support to what happened with the revolution, Velvet Revolution? Well, Sasnats alert was one of one of the you know steps. One of the steps. Yeah, I do agree. There was many. And they steps. are part of the same program in a sense. They were part of the, not like they were part of the same program as the same people, but they had the same vision. Same agenda. Yeah, same agenda. But before the Sasnatsar, there was the electric Yerevan, you know, the one that they were. Yeah, yeah, for the power. Yeah, yeah. So many things happened. Past 10 years. And then the 100 dirham for the 150. I've seen each one of those. Yeah. But not not, all of them happened until this one happened. and. They thought, I think the Serge, Serge side thought that, oh, it's just gonna, they're gonna come, they're gonna just like they, every time it's just they're gonna, gonna die go down, home, die yeah. Down, but though. this one did kind of backfired on them. You that's, know? I think that's where when he came out with the statement saying I was wrong and Nico was right, that's the portion he was admitting to he was wrong. He just never saw 100,000 people coming out there. No, he was used to the 10,000 coming out screaming for a week and not even 10,000, not even eight 10, to 10,000, all right, probably three. I would say no, three, four. The time Sasnatsara was going on, that twenty days, I would say. Bro, you see it? some of those. Days? You see some of those drone shots <laughs> of the people out in the Harapara. It's beautiful. Yes, man. it is. 
It's beautiful. But I think it's something you that can't I, have too many I revolutions. Pe- people seen how it happened, but people don't know how it ha- actually happened. Oh, you yeah. know, oh. they don't know the inside. It'll be the inside backstory behind yeah, how, how yeah. it took place. Yeah. Totally possible. Big story behind it, actually. Yeah, but you. I don't think you can even do a movie and truly talk about the real story because it's what we're talking about is partially true. It's not completely true. He he didn't just get up and decide to get a you know loud mic and get a hundred thousand. No, no, no. You have them. to research. You have to talk to them and get the information how they planned. Because I know some. I know a lot of stories like that that mm-hmm. they, they told me, which is amazing. Are amazing how they planned and did did the uh, revolution because I mean they didn't believe the funny thing that they what they were doing they didn't believe that it would happen they were doing you don't think there's another country back you think he just decided yes really he just wanted to even he says it that if this one doesn't happen I'm not going to be a politician anymore he Uh, says it in his interviews at that time at that well, time. he's not going to admit it. Of no, course. at that time he was saying, "If this doesn't work, I'm not going to be a politician anymore." There's he's no point step down his politics. It's, it's corrupt at that point. There's uh, no point of being there and trying to create some sort of change when the change is always going to get slapped down. No, I, I understand what you're saying. My point is to to make a movie or a documentary about a story that's partially true. It's not partially true. It's. I mean? I don't think it was. With him and whoever the names you mentioned, it, it had it, there, there's a bigger government behind him. He didn't make these. He didn't decide with his buddies that we're gonna uh, overthrow. Why not? Why will because not? Because it's impossible. It's not impossible, it's not but it wasn't. It's impossible. This. How what, is it impossible? What country yeah. has ever done that? Look at how many people are in Armenia. So what? Now, Argentina. Hold on. Now what ha- is happening in Belarus? Is it just people, or there's somebody? Same program. Same program. Same uh, same skit. Honestly, same peaceful revolution. Yeah, is it somebody somebody behind them? I don't know if you're being sarcastic or uh, no. I'm talking, no, I'm no. What I'm what I'm saying is basically. I think there's a no, big divide at the no, table right no. now. What, what I'm what I'm saying is as far as what happened in Armenia. Mm-hmm. You have the you have the Serges, You have all those people. Right. I just believe that they they just had it enough and just wanted to make a change. Besides that, they were they were men of like the Soviet Union when it collapsed. Mm-hmm. Every single leader of the Soviet Union were men of one time, just like just like these guys, the Serge, the Roberts, the Levons, all these guys. They were men of one one okay. time. Eventually, no, they were all tied together. All three of the names you well, just that's mentioned. That's what I'm saying. That Levon was the what asshole I, what that brought say? those two assholes. What did in? I just say? I just said they were men of one period. As far as me, me, sort of how did they're how from and the when same did stem, the Soviet basically. Union collapse? The Soviet, what do you mean? The Soviet Union collapsed in ninety. What was it? Ninety two. Ninety one. Ninety one. Ninety two. What do you mean? How? Gorbachev basically what he's trying to say is how did it collapse? It collapsed when there is when you're running communism and you have people taking from the side, like we talked about. Goshark was a common thing. Not, no, That's not, how only, that. not only that. Not only there, that. There's so many no, things. There were so many factors when the Soviet Union collapsed. Remember, the Soviet Union when they started introducing Western I- ideology into the Soviet Union. That's when people started waking up and saying, "What the hell." Uh, like especially during Nixon's time when they started seeing washer dryers, fridges, this, okay. that. They started seeing Western culture. They were like, how come they have it and we don't? People started waking up. That's exactly what happened during the and, Armenian Revolution. And Ar- in Ar- Armenia was one of the first countries who asked, can we get independence? And Gorbachev said yes. 
Mm-hmm. That's how we were. I think we were the first. We, we were. were the Armenians first, were the first. Yeah. Armenians were the first during the, even the Persian Revolution. So nobody had a hand. And in yet, till today, we're tied to Russia <laughs> like a. Amen. Night. Nobody's gonna know exactly who it is as far as somebody having a hand in it. Of course, there was a hand in it, but as far but as Gorbachev, Gorbachev was the puppet to the collapse. And it was probably the America who was. 100% America made, had a hand in it. That's what I'm happen. saying. So don't you think there's an America involved in this revolution? No way. <laughs> but the revolution, the way, the, the way they did it. Or Russia, whoever. There that has was to the, be somebody. No, but who was helping them? What the, uh, okay, if a government... Uh, if somebody is helping somebody to mm-hmm. do a revolution, how do they helping? Money? No. Sorry, money? No. How they... Because they were the poorest I'll, revolution I'll tell people you there. How. I'll tell you how they do it. They come to you, for example. They know you have the potential. You've been groomed. Mm-hmm. They say, Gor, it's your time. Okay. And we're going to put you in office. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to start this peaceful revolution called the Velvet Revolution. Mm-hmm. And we're going to attempt it. Because we've tried it a couple times before. It didn't pan out the way we thought. This time, we're taking a different approach. I think it's going to be orchestrated more to look more natural. Because the hundred thousand people that are going to show up behind you, hundred thousand young people, nobody, no idea. That's what I'm saying. They have no idea what they're, you know, that this is being backed Mm -hmm. by, let's say, Uncle Russia or Mm -hmm. Uncle USA, whoever. And that's how these revolutions start. It's not because one person has a no, no, no. It was not one person. It was not one person. Or five people. That's not how. It was not five people. It was like forty people. Forty people. But they hadn't. They figured it out a system. What they're gonna do? The march that they did, they took it from Gandhi's march, the gu- that Gandhi did, the salt, mm-hmm. the salt march, right? Yeah. yeah. So they took that idea that they're gonna walk from Gyumri to Yerevan mm-hmm. and tell people that they're coming to Armenia to Yerevan, not to to stop Serge become the prime minister, you know, again. The, again. Mm-hmm. That was the if people are wanna help them to stop it, come together. But uh, you know. The, everything started later, not in the beginning. Nobody really take, took them seriously when they were marching. Right. Nobody. There was like five, ten people marching. It was a snowball effect. It was. It was. It was because uh, you know, Serge didn't do anything in the beginning. That's why revolution happened. I. That's what I believe. He didn't. He. He didn't. He didn't stop. He, it. Didn't he take just. It seriously. He just. He didn't take it seriously, and he didn't want to do anything. Anything to aggress the people th- because he wanted to peacefully how, become the pr- how many prime minister. How many interviews did you see where where Nicole was sitting down? Serge walked in, and Serge didn't even take him seriously. All the time. He All was like, the time. Where Nicole is like, I'm actually here. You need to step down as as prime minister. And that's it. Yeah, he's like, you need to step and down. He, and what and did Serge do? St- Serge st- stood up, laughed at his face, and just walked out. Yeah, that's what. As in, like, happened. like, like, who are you? That's not what it meant when he walked out. When he walked out, he already gave up. Yeah, but but the, two the, the, ways to look at everything nowadays. He he was he hadn't enough. No no no. The, yeah. Here's yeah, the no, no, guys. No. It was it was a different generation yeah. that was fed up with it, and but they if, stood if, up. And if, they, if Serge if Serge in the beginning uh, met Nicole when he was walking, or he would just enter Yerevan, this wouldn't happen. That's not true. See, here's the way I look at Lukashenko. No them? no 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 no. Here's the way I look at Lukashenko. He is making the same mistakes Serge made. Yeah, yeah, right? for sure. Same exact mistakes. But don't you guys see how if he were to be... I mean, Lukashenko can't be a moron. The guy's a dictator for the last quarter century. He's not no stupid person. So he's waiting for someone to come and take him out of that chair. Just like Serge was waiting for Nicole to come out of that chair. Now, it was planned. He wanted to come out of the chair. 
the way they did it, make it a little more dramatic. But at the end of the day, I feel like Levon, I think he knew Seven, exactly what was all of these place. four are all part of the same yeah. family and scheme. That's my feeling. I could be wrong, but if you ask me, Time Levon was the biggest snake of all. You kill the head of the snake, everything else goes away. And that's the man that brought all this to our country. So you think Nicola is basically just another one of one of them? Who was Nicola after early 90s? Between some of the harshest things that happened in Armenia, while they were happening, the 27th and March 1st, Nicola was next to Levon that whole time. And Levon's the guy that brought Sergeant uh, Robert. True? Mm, not really, no. So Robert was brought by Vigen, uh, um, Vargen Sarkisian. By, by the recommendation of Levon. Uh, well, we don't know the like, real. We never know, right? Yeah. These never. international, the ones that fault. should know are the ones that were assassinated <laughs> on the spot. Uh, do you guys? Do you guys? Uh, as far as Armenian politics, man, I don't think any of us are that much. You know, have that much knowledge about what the hell is actually going but on. But I think the, the 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 country changed. I but I've seen it. I've seen it. It's it's changed, and I believe that. Are people we, happier? Uh, people were happier. I feel like now they're not happier because the whole COVID kind of messed the whole country up. But, uh, but I believe that he is fighting for corruption, uh, like to not to be in that country. He's he's been he's been doing that, but he's trying to do it very legit, legit way. You know, not like by the book. He's by the, to do he's it doing by, by the book. book. Yes. Uh, not, not, not. He's not going and knocking on people's doors and, and saying shooting them. Well, not, the not like Hitler. No, no, no. Did. Not, not like Hitler did. You know, Hitler Why just Hitler? Ass- assassinated everybody and became the you know the leader of the country. Yeah, yeah of course. But first, he disarmed everybody. That was the main reason. <laughs> Are we gonna get into Nazi politics now? <laughs> I'm I'm not a policy guy. I'm not a political expert. But I don't believe in you know. Uh, Things just happen. Miracles. You don't nothing happens miracles. for no reason. Nothing happens without. No, no. Reason. It, every, everything Everything's pla- orchestrated in politics. There's no such thing as something just Trump didn't just come into office because oh, yeah. you on. know social media and you know everybody voted him and the white white supremacists vote. That's not how he came into office. The guy's been he's been groomed for almost forty years, and the right timing was now he came in. He was selected to be the president. He was not. Elected. So, do you think he'll be selected again? He has to be. Not sleepy, unless, not sleepy uh, Joe. Unless, unless there's a different plan for this country, which is to completely fuck it up and then maybe try to fix it again. A revamp, like everywhere. I mean, there's yeah. a reset button yeah. in every. If they want a reset happened, button, then yes, then they're going to select Biden because, you know, uh, we all know he'll come in, and after a few months, fifteen he, days, he won't be. Uh, mentally <laughs> coherent to to stay in office and 14 days whatever that is i don't know i don't know how I long ca- it how long ago did i call that <laughs> long time ago. but but i i think it's naive to think uh you know nicole whoever it is just came into office because no, he was placed there they needed a leader they placed nicole he was the he was so the, basic, the, the face so of unless the you can you can truly cover that the documentary is going to be partially true in my opinion, my humble opinion. My but then if you cover that, it's not going to see the light of day. Exactly. You understand? <laughs> we'll wait for Gore's documentary. We'll stay in your basement. We'll wait for documentary. No, no, no. I actually don't want to make it. millimeter. A movie. <laughs> no, no, no. Gore's like movie. Feature movie. Like Gore's feature movie. No, no. It's like, like a feature you, movie. You think if we truly talked about how the Wise Nuts was started, you think this is all a coincidence? 
<laughs> Gore's looking what at you like, of it. What do you think of it though? What the fuck's wrong name? with this guy? Hold on, hold on. What do you think of the name? What do you think of the branding? What do you think of the logo? Who do you think of the people behind this show? I mean, there's people. Is this a better name right? or the Definitely four Definitely not the guy that I was sitting here who left. No, no, no. <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure to edit that out. But yeah. <laughs> you think Wise Nuts is a better name or Four Horsemen? I think Four Horsemen is better. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're done. <laughs> <laughs> but there, I don't see any for the fourth one. Well, that's, that's the reason why. I think the Three Musketeers is better. Three Musketeers. Musket. I. But I think he thinks that because he doesn't think we're wise enough to call ourselves wise nuts. That's why. It's, <laughs> the reason. It's, he's too nice, man. Just be honest. Say, yeah, what the hell, wise? You, which one of you is wise? You know what I'm <laughs> nah. I, Yeah, for for us, it was kind of like honestly, we just kind of. This is is a wordplay for wise guys. No, no, no honestly, no. I don't. I, no I, I, I don't name. even remember how we came up with the name. The name it, was. It's not a wordplay. No, no, it's no, not. It's, no. It's we wanted something that kind of had a little bit of craziness, humor, which is mm-hmm. the nuts part. Mm-hmm. But the also, we're part not as stupid as we look, which is the wise part. Yeah. And the catchy end of it, yeah. like mind and you, we do have a we do have a couple of trolls trolling us on Instagram <laughs> and Facebook. But hey, you know what? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> if you're if you're not relevant, you yes, don't have trolls. Yeah. When you're relevant, is when you get all the trolls. And yeah, and okay. we're getting more and more of them. But hey, go fuck That's yourself. Good. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, well, but uh, give go us f- your address and we'll come. Yeah, <laughs> give us give us your address. We'll come to you. Bring you a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, bring you a bloody shirt. Yeah, Gorjan, <laughs> thank you so much for taking time out of your Monday, bro. Thank you. I uh, really, really do appreciate it. <laughs> thank you for you, having me. I know you guys aren't doing script writing and stuff, so I know Mondays was one of the script writing yeah, days. Yeah, it was right? the, one of the days, yeah. Well, But that know. doesn't matter. I mean, I believe that uh, everything will come together and we'll start doing what you know we what? love to do. It's. It's everything. Is it's time. inevitable, Every, man. Everything, Eventually, everything will kind of just fall into place. I understood everything in life is temporary. Yeah. Yes. Good luck on all Except your... Except for taxes. Yeah. <laughs> Except for taxes. Yeah, exactly. And death, birth, death, and taxes. Those yeah. Basically. I, we wish you luck in all of your future plans, your future movies, documentaries, yes. anything that you're doing as far as in the industry that you love and in the industry that you're creating to make people laugh, to educate us, everything, man. Lots and lots of success, brother. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you again for taking time out of your Monday. Uh, to our fellow listeners, watchers, everybody viewers. else, viewers, everybody, thanks so much for tuning in on Monday. Uh, again, follow us, guys. Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, we're everywhere. Troll yes. us. Troll, troll <laughs> us. Follow <laughs> us. Support us. We're everywhere. Thanks for the love. Thanks for the support. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Bye-bye. Calvin. What up, though? Okay, listen, bro. I need you to talk to the people, but, bro, you gotta go easy on them because you know how the snowflakes get, and we don't want to offend Bet. Drip or drip, I just seen. It's a trip scene. Illegals hopping over borders. That's a crime scene. Hold tight. We on the coast. It's the Trump train. Americans with the knowledge all facts, man. Blow steam out they top. She a lumberjack. Oops. I mean, sir, so let me double back. Check the charts. Hold them up. I want to see the stats. See the Trump got a lot of...